Welcome to Mortally Wounded Podcast, episode 59. I'm your host, James. And I'm your other host, Chris. It's not been too long again. We're sticking to schedule. This is pretty good. How are you, James? <laughs> I, know, I know it's been a bit busy for you this uh, last week or so. Yeah, Christmas, New Year's. Um, yeah, nervous for the wicked. Um, being quite busy with work and stuff, but uh, that's okay. Uh, next year, I'll have a bit more downtime, hopefully, but... Yeah, that's just been my my Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you think having a child you can have a bit more downtime. Lol. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I kind of like thought I'd, I'll pay the piper this year with work and just be on call. Um, and so, like, as a result of like I've been busy over the whole period, <laughs> um, and then like in the hope that next year, like I'll have more of an excuse to take a proper set of leave. But yeah, as you say, yeah, there'll be a little one. She'll be almost one by this stage um this time next year so <laughs> she'll uh she, yeah it'll be interesting <laughs> looking yeah. forward to it it will for sure well yeah yeah last, they're still last, pretty like pretty like okay. yeah as a last christmas as a without as a, um, a, without a married a couple child. without a, a child yeah <laughs> um although it does feel like she's with us already because she's pretty active <laughs> so she's, she's kicking sam's butt at the moment <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, pretty lucky Christmas, um, just with, just family oriented, um, a lot of family oriented, oriented stuff this month and, um, yeah, New Year's is pretty low key as well. <laughs> Gone are the days of partying all night, uh, for, for us. So, um, oh, we realized we'd been Same. together for 10 years <laughs> and we look back at like, uh, the last 10 years of New Year's Eve's that we'd spent together <laughs> and 80% or no, maybe 70% of them, we were just on the couch at home watching the fireworks, just chilling, just chilling out, just the two of us. I think the first one, the first year we were together, like it was still fresh relationships. I was out with the boys that, that year. And then there was like a couple of like odd years here or there where we, where we went to um, visit some friends or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, the rest of the rest of the time was pretty low key. <laughs> yeah. So what, time, what time were you, what time were you in bed? Oh, we start. We always start and watch the fireworks. Uh, so oh, you we beat, the... beat us then. Mitch went yeah. to bed. At, Mitch was in bed at nine p.m. and I went to bed at ten forty-five. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we always stay. We always stay and watch the fireworks, and we light some. Um, you know, we have our own little, a uh, little time with um, like sparklers and stuff like that. So we'll probably in bed by like you know twelve thirty-one kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about yourself? How was your How was your Chrissy and and your New Year's? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. It was um, yeah, fairly quiet. Just had um, the in laws and um, yeah, Mitch's brother come up and um, from Gold Coast and stay with us for Christmas Day. So um, I just, I cooked Christmas dinner. So um, I was doing a fair bit of meal prep because um, I made individual turkey Wellingtons for everyone. So I sort of prepped those the day before well, Christmas Eve. So I probably did a couple of hours prep on Christmas Eve and then two or three hours on Christmas Day um, cooking. But once that was done, pretty chill, to be honest. We didn't really do a lot. I sat on the couch, played some video games, and I think people had had a nap. So, yeah, it was pretty chill, not 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 too crazy. So, And as I say, yeah, it was an early uh, New Year's. We didn't do anything either, so it was a pretty quiet holiday, to be honest, So, which is good. I, yeah. actually, played some, I actually played some video games for the first time in a while. I've been back on Pokemon Unite and I hadn't played it since pretty much last Christmas. So it'd been like a year off and I returned to it and was like, oh yeah, this game's still the same. I can still I can still smash 12 year olds. This is fine. 
<laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, um, we did um, in our last episode, we did say we we're going to try and get it, push out another episode before before New Year's, just as like a, a 2023 recap. But um, uh, fortunately for me, work, work got in the way a bit there. So um, we're catching up in the new year. It's now, what is it, the 3rd of Jan at time of recording. So uh, it's sort of the holiday season still in swing, probably for most people who are listening um, or people have gone back to work or people slowly going back to work, getting out of that holiday um, summer holiday vibes. So, yeah, we've got some time. So we thought we'd get together and uh, do our 2023 recaps. So we thought we'd talk about, um, go through all the events, not in great detail, just sort of touch on like all the events we've been to this year, the events we've run this year, um, and also um, have a look at all the agency bar releases um, and just have a bit of a chat and just pick our favourites and, yeah, just a general yarn about 2023 and the age of Sigma. So, yeah, yeah. without further ado, shall we look at uh, January, January 2023? So let's yeah. go releases, releases. Uh, so just shout out right now to the resource we're using. Um, so from a website called Age of Miniatures, uh, an article by Renato Fornaroli. Uh, so this was released on the 9th of December. So we might pop a link to this article in the in the show notes. But it's um, basically Warhead, Warhammer Age of Sigma things released in 2023. So it's a good um, resource to help us help guide our steps here. So, um, yeah. So January we had the Abhorrent Ghoul King with Crown Delusion was released, 7th of Jan. Uh, very cool model. I remember a big stir about that. and. Mm. Yeah, one I still haven't bought actually. I still need to get this guy. Yeah, Um, I haven't got him either. Yeah, but I I remember seeing just a bit of flurry of activity and kind of as you look through the releases this year, you can kind of see the patterns of like things that come out that sort of herald the like a new book or something like that or a new release. So, start of the year, we had a little um, little Easter egg drop for uh, Flesh Eater Courts. Uh, 21st of Jan was the um, general's handbook um season two 2022 to 23 season two um so i think that was the last sort of sixth monthly ghb yeah um then we had this like a flurry of um slaves to darkness releases so the slaves to darkness got a new book a new battle tone there was the demon prince uh, which i thought is an awesome model uh, a couple of different faces and builds for that one um yeah and the the fact that yeah. it's like a combined, it's a combined forty k kit as well. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's Age of Sigmar forty k. It's got heads for all of the gods, different yeah weapons, tails, legs. Like it's it's a really really good update, I think, to the um to the old kit while still keeping true to I think the old model. Um, because yeah. the old model yeah. was was similar as well. There was like multiple things you could add on and bolt on and kind of create your your hero. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool because yeah, that that starter box launched. So there was kind of the limit. This was like one of the first, or if I think the first, maybe for Age of Sigma, sort of limited edition. Oh no, no, like Lumineth would have been, I guess, but um, limited edition sort of tome where um, it came out well ahead of um, the actual book being released. So it, I think mm-hmm. this was yeah. this book was probably technically in the wild for three months or so before you could actually buy just the book and it actually got its normal release as well so i I don't think this 
really saw sort of tournament play for a while did it the, the slaves um yeah because a lot of places i think went nah we're not until the book is readily available to sort of the general public and you can go and get it then we're not going to play it so it was one of those yeah. weird armies where i don't i don't think i realized to be honest that it was released in january like or yeah yeah <laughs> the official I mean, release <laughs> well i think it was technically last year wasn't it like the it was technically December twenty two was the box with the battle time and the the new miniatures and then... yeah oh yeah true true yeah um, oh so yeah they they made the um, entire army available in January um, it felt longer than that honestly yeah. but yeah time flies <laughs> but yeah there was that um, demon prince the the theradons the new ogroids the, the yeah. big boys um, who so I think cool. we're finally starting to see on the table now they're pretty cheap um, as well so it's only taken best part of the year to get them on the table with points drops um yeah and then eternus he's a pretty cool model yeah it's epic i love the pose but again not one that i've really seen much which is a bit of a shame given he is a yeah. cool cool model but yeah it's definitely up there with one of my coolest like model votes mm. for 2023 for the gw put out the um you know, the coolest uh, miniature, or the best miniature of 2023. I was like between that or and another one, which we'll get to in a bit. But um, then they had the new Chaos Knights, multi-part Chaos, multi Chaos Knights. Chaos Knights got an upgrade, which is some amazing models. Um, I do remember at the time. Oh, and, oh they've got um, Chaos Warriors as well, got an yep. upgrade. They've got some Chosen and Exalted Hero of Chaos Resculpt. The so, new chosen were the big one, I think. I think the old Chaos Warriors were they're still okay, but the chosen for me, like and a lot of people, those new plastic chosen with the, the different build options was their awesome models. Like yeah, otherwise it phenomenal. was they were yeah. they were a range where you had to have metal if you, you had chosen otherwise. So Yeah, yeah. And I remember that was kind of like buzzing around um when we're at CanCon. So for events for January, um, both of, both of us went to Call to Glory. You went to Call to Glory this year, yes. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. You stayed at um, stayed out at um. I was at, at the, the Caratel, Caratel. as always. Yep. Yeah. 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 So we both went to Call to Glory, and um, the last Call to Glory that Clint and um, Harold's ran. So, um, sort of a closing of an era there. Um, mm. and yeah, that's kind of a kind of a big month, like for releases and. And the biggest event of the year, basically. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so CanCon, Can yeah, because uh, that's when I took Stormcast with the uh, the very kind of just silly list of just fulminators and long strikes, basically, um, to just try and yeah. be maximum efficiency. But it turns out it doesn't work very well without screens and stuff to guarantee your delivery system. So I ended up going <laughs> two, three at CanCon, which is definitely not. The result i'd been hoping for but um yeah it was uh, yeah it was still a good event and i got yeah i got very drunk and nearly threw up oh, in my first game many times right. during deployment against paddy but we got there we got there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i honestly can't remember how i went <laughs> i think i i probably did two and three as well to be honest i can't remember now um, you have to go back and listen to the CanCon episode. <laughs> <laughs> Remind yourself. But yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, CanCon 
is that was it. That was it for events. Uh, and then, yeah, rolls it into February. So we had the Gloom Spike Gits release. So they got a yeah. new battle tome. And this was a big, I remember this was a big deal at the time because Gits was in dire need of a, an update. I remember um, Gits were kind of down the bottom of the, or towards the bottom of the, um, you know, army's performances on the stats and all that sort of thing. So um, this release came out and um, breathes fresh life into the range. Um, it's an awesome book with some um, models to go with it. So there was the uh, Snullfang Riders. So a traditional, like a, re a redo of the traditional um, Goblin Wolf Riders. Yeah. Um, Which are really cool models, but again, oh, yeah, yeah. they're another one that I've, I've barely seen them because they still, they just aren't good and like no one takes them. Yeah, uh, there's been a few niche lists, I think, where now nah, even then, I think people are taking the Underworld's Warband, Warband instead just to have fast, cheap units that they could throw away up the flanks. But yeah, it's a shame. And hopefully, there'll be a unit that in the new GHB or whatever gets some points dropped so that we can see some more of those on the table because they are really, really nice models. But yeah, I haven't seen yeah. many of them in the wild. Might see them, um, might actually see them in. The new old world releases when they get around to orcs and goblins, they might uh, might be in that range. That'd be um, interesting. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not expecting any new, like any new Age of Sigma models to get like retconned, I guess, back like put back into old world. But as you say, like goblin wolf riders were a thing since way old fantasy days. So yeah, yeah potentially. Yeah. And these, looking at this picture here, like they're pretty standard, like goblins, goblins on wolves. Yeah, <laughs> so they're not too ages. They're not too over the top age signified. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you've got the snow. Oh, you've done the snow thing, right? It's squig boss with a Nasha squig. So another cool squig boss. Yeah. So I guess this um, was. I mean, not not the year of it because we had it before, but there's certainly been lots of individual foot like foot heroes releases yeah. for arm for armies this year where they've done a box with a new foot hero that then kind of came most of them came with like an additional ability or or something like that i guess so um i don't think the feck one did the king i don't think he did he just was a bit of a model on his own but no real rules but the the squig mm -hmm. boss with nasha squig certainly kind of came out and then had um well, I, again, I don't know if he was in a battalion or anything. I think that was the other guy. Um, but he obviously was very powerful for the squig lists, and you still see him a lot giving all the buffs to the squig herd. So this guy was kind of yeah. a squig herd, off you go. Now everyone's suddenly got 72 squig herd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squeaks that just don't die. I keep coming back. Um, <laughs> and there was the Vanguard box, of course. Um which, um, yeah, cool. And I think that's it. No, we've still got more in February. We're, we're, <laughs> February is a big month. So there's a Beast of Chaos um, book as well, um, which came along with a uh, new Beast Lord model, updated Beast Lord, awesome pose, awesome model, um, another Vanguard box as well. Um, so sort of updating the ranges, uh, which is cool to see. And I know Beasts has um, been on the been up there in a powerful army for quite some time now so it's good to see um it kind of got a refresh this year or last year um 
Yeah, that's kind of yeah. February. It's like there's a Stormbringer magazine release with like a, but that was only in the UK. Um, yeah, that had an exclusive model um, for as a Stormcast Praetor Prime. Um, yeah. yeah, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> so probably glo- I'll probably gloss over a lot of the random little in between. Yeah, like, there was some war. Yeah. There was some war cry, but that's fine. Um, Blood Blood Hunt then, yeah. came out, and that's February. Um, Did you have any events that you went to? I did actually. I rolled into a one day at Jolt Games. I went to Battle for the Bucket Seven. So it was a um, so the guys that um, Jolt um, been running Battle for the Bucket uh, for a while now. So that was number seven. Got made it to that one. So yay for me. Got the uh, got the gaming bug. What is this bucket? So like whoever <laughs> it's 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 like a um, sandpit bucket. If so, if you win the if you win the event, you win the bucket. Also, they've given away like seven of these buckets. Yeah, there's like <laughs> I'm sure there's a backstory for it, and I just can't remember what it is at the moment. But um, yeah, there's a there's a reason why it's a bucket. <laughs> so you play for the buckets, and Jolt, um, the guys there have um, it's kind of like run we run our they run their own league kind of thing. So for the year over these events, so um, I've been to a few of them. So it's yeah. good fun. Just yeah, cheeky one day is, um, yeah. There's no painting requirements or anything like that, so it's just um, rock up and play, you know, pay twenty five bucks and play three games and get a bit yeah. of practice in and a bit of fun. It's good, it's good vibes. Yeah, cool. Jolt, Jolt's always good. Um, yeah, right. So that that um brings us into. Uh, did, you didn't have any? Did you have any events no. in Feb? No. no. Okay. Cool. No, no events for me. No worries. Um, it's into March with the KO release. Yeah. Um, we had a van, van box, Vanguard box again, and some accessories. Um, and we had the code right. Yeah, the old rules the logo. Right pointing at <laughs> pointing at all of his rules and is carrying all his books around. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's KO... not a mo- again. It's not a model I've actually picked up yet. Like I've I've played with one, but there's enough alternate KO models out there, like Bugman and stuff, that I've I've got in my army that I've been able to use and just proxy in as him, but he's a cool model. Actually, I should probably pick him up at some point. Yeah, no, he's got some great detail, a lot of character. It's awesome. Um, but I don't know what he actually does in the game. Um, <laughs> he lets you change. <laughs> he lets you like cycle through your like footnotes <clears throat> and stuff, um, and he gives you lots of CP. Oh right, okay, yep. Cool. But um, yeah, but no, this book was a big one for Ko. Um, it really opened up their play style i think and gave you loads of options it made like all of the boats i think good the big thing was the frigate i think the frigate got a massive glow up um but like it it genuinely has made the ko army like way more way less one-dimensional i guess like i know there's probably people laughing at home to that like yes it's still a shooting army but at the same time before it pretty much like ko's been one of those armies where it's like been like there's one build like it started with the clown car with all the balloons just in one like the entire army in one boat and then it kind of just was like right you can do yes this book became a bit of kind of thunderous spam because they were too cheap to start with but you could also do frigates with engine riggers and you can do the ironclad with some thunderers and you can do a half half army if you want like you can take riggers and a frigate and an ironclad and some thunderers and um you can take 
for Arconauts as well. Like there's stuff to make them count as double on objectives and people have done pretty well with very mixed lists. There's been lists with a bunch of gun haulers floating around and, and stuff. So I, I really like the KO book. I think it was a, of all the books, it was a really good update um, that felt impactful to the army um yeah. and just it made them fun to play and i know it got me kind of getting my ko out of the cabinet and, and playing them for a bit so um yeah i really like the ko release it was a good one yeah um, um we also yeah. had a whole bunch of new um regiments of renown that's when they come out as well the, the new the new boxes there so there was the um elfwind's thorns so that was the Ark Revenant and the five Gossamid Archers. Um, yeah, never saw that big... one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then there was the big Grix Cruel Shots, so the dis the Destruction one, um, which is the Beast Skiller Killbow, Six Man Skiller Bolt Boys. Yeah. Um, again, don't know if you saw that much either. Nah, not really. Um, Ver Veramod's Shamblers, the Death one, which couldn't be taken. You can take it in Soul Blight. Um, yeah yeah this is one i looked at to be fair this is a good one mm. i think um it was anyway like it's changed now but yeah this was one i was looking at when i was playing obr i think a bit down the track because of the just the cheap units and getting kind of the ward saves and reducing people's wards on the um on the corpse cut it was yeah um, it was it was a cool good. one because like it was finally like it was like cool to have a corpse cut hero did it have the hero keyword? Do you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I think they get. I assume so. It was yeah. just like, oh, cool. There's a corpse cut hero, but oh, oh, I can't use it in my army. Oh well. Um, and then there was um, Norgrim's Rune Thong. So that's a Rune Lord, ten eye drinks, ten long beards. Yeah, bit of all. This again, oh, sorry, I of... think was. I think it was probably actually quite good, but I never really saw it play. I think I wrote some lists with it in it. Um, yeah, like it was actually quite good. I think you could pretty much be like. I'm going to declare that I'm protecting this objective and everything had like a five up ward as long as they were like within range of that objective and stuff. And it was actually pretty yeah. solid, I think, but had a, um, had a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It gave you a priest to unbind stuff as well. So it was, um, yeah. I just think that was a decent one. And then probably the one that we saw the most was the, um, the coven of Thrix, um, which is the Zinch one, um, which I think is still in some sort of corn lists, potentially still seeing that. I think there's some, out their lists where they're just kind of taking the endless spells and creating spawn and killing the guys in the battalion to just get blood tithe and create spawn um so yeah, yeah. that was one that had some weird potential <laughs> yeah um and the one more chaos one was the hag hagax's pit beasts so the ogroid myrmidian myrmidon myrmidon <laughs> <laughs> Formeroid Crusher and Mind Stealer Spheranx. Spheranx? Spheranx. Fuck these names, eh? <laughs> nah. That's another um, one that I don't think you'll ever see. Um, yeah. all, of those, all of those units are pretty bad. This, the Mind Stealer had its place for a little while, but then they killed the Wall Scroll. So I don't think you'll see, you'll never see that. But yeah, it kind of was a, an interesting release anyway, because out of nowhere came this hey here's this new thing for the game regiments of renown and there's six of them kind of thing and we're like oh is this now going to be a thing and we're going to start getting yeah. loads more of these and but i don't think it actually ended up being 
that impactful. It didn't seem to, didn't seem to take off. Yeah, no. Um, in terms of like game breaking or like yeah. game winning, tournament winning tech or whatever, it was just. I think it was more aimed at people just wanted to maybe just have a different paint as sort of something different and add it into their army just for a bit of flavor, a bit of narrative kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, war, like under, Underworld's release of the Doors of Cain. Yeah. Um, which is a very band. cool, very cool looking warband, but again, yeah, not something. It's just more elves, more. It's under. It's underworlds. <laughs> it's, but yeah. it's 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 underwhelming. Sorry. Oh, to... there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my dad jokes in. Um, and then there was twenty fifth of March. We had the Blades of Corn book. Yeah, so, this is a big one. Yeah, this is a game change game changer book. Um, it really gave Corn that um, boost, brought him into the the new edition, um, and they got that Realm Gore R- Ritualist new model as well, super cool model. Um, like with his with her foot up on the um, mm. on that altar kind of thing or that step. Just See that real... for me is one of those models, and I'm looking at it now. I just I never liked it, and I still don't. Something about it just looks. <laughs> It just doesn't look right. I I think the staff is too long and the legs just look weird. Like, I don't know. It just, it's yeah, something about that model just, it doesn't gel with me. And I'm like, mm, nah. Does it get, does not, it, do you know if it me. gets much play? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, think like, a few oh. peop- I think a few people were using it at the start, but not really. Like it yeah. gives a plus one to hit buff in the middle, but I think li- the way lists have gone generally, they don't take it i think it is cheap enough that if you wanted to you can but i could be wrong so don't better options don't kill kill me if i'm if i'm getting this wrong but i have a feeling she's not actually a priest so like she couldn't i don't think she can actually like take a prayer from the law so okay i think that's why most people don't take her because the the law prayers are really good and and you want them um Mm, if you wanted a plus one to hit buff that you could chuck around like a terrain piece or an objective like Sure, I think she's good for that, but um, yeah, I don't think people take her too often. But yeah, it says here she's able to carve blood runes on objectives or terrains that provide yeah. a once per battle bonus to friendly corn model- mortals in range. Yeah, so maybe and I think the problem her. is again, most of the competitive lists have gone down the demon route and they don't need the plus one to hit and stuff. So, what she does, yeah. the army isn't really trying to do like competitively. Yeah. So, I haven't, I haven't seen her that much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had some uh, Slanesh battle tome as well and accessories. Yeah. And yet another another new foot hero to go with it with the Lord of Hubris, which yep. he, he is a cool model. Box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Like Slanesh. Something about detail. his face that I still don't quite <laughs> know how I feel. But I don't know. The rest of the yeah. model's really cool. I get the pose, but the face just doesn't. I don't know. It just feels like he should have had long hair. Like he should have been like super, super, super beautiful and long hair and been like, you <laughs> first. Slanesh enough. He should have been very flamboyant, like peacocky. And I just don't get that vibe from like the bald head and the serious face. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like a, you can, the picture here is like kind of, looks like he's got some sort of spike on the back of his helmet with some, tassels on it or something um mm. yeah i don't know yeah slanish cool awesome not a not a huge slanish person so 
it's just um, for me i just sort of gl- glaze over a little bit mm. with these sorts of releases um but the, yeah that's but again though, another very other powerful, people don't love it so another very powerful battle time though like yeah this was yeah. the thing that made bliss bar archers the terror oh, yeah they, the terror that they are um yeah yeah like this book is still very very relevant and and competitive i think um absolutely absolutely so which is good like nine months on that like it's only nine months on they should be relevant and competitive like it shouldn't be a case of it's only the new the latest two or three battle times that are in the game but um yeah it's um yeah yeah it's it's a good book again it's i think it's let down by the fact that pretenders is just so obviously the thing that you take because of the not only do you get three cp but you can also issue the commands three times and only spend one cp so it's just like whoever wrote this and went instead of going yeah let's make it three times better than normal it's like no you've just made it nine times better like which is just ludicrous but stupid yeah yeah <laughs> i mean but, Slanesh, um, before... i guess is all about excess but yeah it is it is certainly is so it was certainly excessive um, yeah but um, in March, I did, so just touching on events for March, didn't actually play, oh, I did actually, sorry, I did play an event. Um, I got up to um, Orange on the, for the 20, weekend of 25th of March, played at um, War Under the Mountain, the third. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I got up there. Um, a few of the Sydney boys came up there, and it was great to go up and hang out with um, uh, with uh, Josh and, you know, the Crutch Hammer crew and just go up to their home territory and, and I loved it. It was such an awesome weekend. Had a great time. Um, great event. The boys know how to put on put on the, um, an event up there. So um, yeah, had a great time. So that was good. War Under the Mountain the third um, up in Orange. Um, I also ran an event in March. So early on, um, 18th of March, I ran Golden Smash two. Uh, so that was in conjunction with um, the Golden Comic Con. So yeah, ran an event. Little, one day event, um, which went really well, um, had great attendance. I think I had about 24 odd players. Um, yeah, had a great time just off my own, my own, um, mats and terrain. Um, yeah. And so next time they do another golden comic con, looking at probably doing a two day. Um, so they kind of alternate, like it'll be like a biannual, like or every two years, a two, a two day at golden comic con. So, um, cause they kind of alternate between the comic con and then the next following year is like a, I don't know, like a book fair or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it's kind of run through the golden library. So, um, yeah. So that was golden smash two yeah, in nice. March. So that, that sort of, did you do any events in March? Nah, I didn't have any events for a couple of months after CanCon. No worries. Well, shall we just roll into April then, uh, with Osiak bone reapers. Yeah, another big. So release. they got a another big release uh, with the um, the new hero, the Mortison Os Effector. Yep. Which again, I don't think you really saw. Um, yeah, didn't see a lot of certainly at the start. I think there's a few lists with it, but it was a book that desperately, desperately needed to come out for that army to see play because they just didn't play. Age of Sigma, like not being able to use the command abilities and stuff like that. Um, they really yeah. needed a book. And this was a book where like it came out and loads of people, myself included, were like, this is awesome. Like I know I had a few units commissioned, added to my army um, in time for this book coming out because I was like, oh, I want to get that army out of the cabinet. I reckon I need, I reckon like 
I pretty much needed some Immortus Guard and I needed some Archai um, to complete my collection. And they had been bad, the bad units historically. So usually yeah. they kind of go, okay, these will probably be the good ones. But I sort of went, okay, let's just get six Immortus Guard and, and four Archai done, ready for the for the book. And then lo and behold, it came out and Immortus Guard were the best thing in the book that you needed to take essentially um and then as the books pivoted and points changes have happened archive have kind of come into favor so um it's definitely gone through a few evolutions it's still like it's by no means a perfect book i think it's a far cry from that to be honest because catapults are just terrible like i don't think they have a place and you're not seeing them in competitive lists and it very quickly became established what sort of the list was, which is obviously Catacross and probably two sixes of Immortus Guard and and everything and the Bone Shaper General with the key to add additional models and it and Null Myriad because you just win magic matchups. Um, it just made sense. And then it also has what the command trait for the minus one to hit and wound against shooting. So you could very easily build an army that kind of, if you played shooting, you were very, very strong against it. If you play magic, you were very, very strong against it. So then you basically just had to out combat the combat armies, which generally the army could do with the Immortus Guard and the recursion and the high armor saves and stuff like that. So it, it hmm. certainly became a problem child book. And I know, I think probably the US more than any anywhere had a few tournaments that maybe weren't great experiences for a lot of players because it was just running into unkillable OBR over and over and over again. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I still, I still like this book and um, I think it does need some tweaks and some points changes to, to open up some of the other things like the catapults need to come down a lot. Um, the Mortec guard are still to be honest, too expensive. Um, yeah, they need to play around with a few things, I think, to still to fix the internal balance in the book. But the core, I think, changes that they made were pretty cool with um, the way that you now get the the relentless discipline points. And the big one was unlocking access to the generic command abilities, but then also being able to use the OBR specific ones and being able to use them on multiple units and stuff is is really good. Um, and it it's still fun. Like, it's still a cool army. I think if you've got an OBR collection, like, you're happy with this release yeah. um like i know yeah. i know i was so i need to pick up a copy i think because i do have a bone reapers army i bought off um oh that's right off, did, um, mike yeah yeah i've still got i've it's never seen table it's just like i bought it and then it's been sitting in the cabinet but it's nagash and heaps of more tech um basically so i don't even know if that's even a viable list still probably not um but then there's yeah oh they there was, they released a vanguard boss box as well for OBR. So there's a harvester, um, five Kavos Death Riders and 20 more tech guards. So yeah, little drop there. And then big one for me came out that month as well. Um Soul Black Grave Wards book, brand new book. Um we got the Iva Ivya Volga, the outcast model, um, and a new Vanguard box, um, which had the a Vampire Lord, Vargeists, um, Blood Knights and Death and Skeletons and they also released the White Lord on Skeletal Steed um, as a standalone purchase as well. So I'd been actually hanging out waiting for that. So picked up one of those bad boys as well. Um, but this is kind of like a new lease of life for me. Obviously, new book, new lease of life. And it actually um, 
I was able to like just bring out of the cabinet my old death army. So my my first death death army I painted um, uh, in sort of like my more traditional um, citadel painting, um, or you know, you know, base coat shade layer yeah. kind of style um, that I sort of digressed out of in when I painted my second death army. I'm using the more sort of oils and enamels techniques. Um, yeah. So it was really nice to get some of those models out of the cabinet and back onto the table. So I started taking them to to events again. So it was really cool. Um, just breathe new life into those models, getting them out in there and into the scene again um, with some new rules. So yeah, it was like uh, really enjoying Legion of Blood as I'm sure everyone else who played them didn't enjoy. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they got curtailed in the end uh, and then sort of Legion of Night sort of came a bit more to the fore. Um, Vehicle still very strong. Um, I didn't get into the um, into the Avangori lists. Um, I do have some monsters that I could um, get into that and paint that eventually, but it's all back burner stuff for me. But um, yeah, it's just kind of great just to have some new rules for my army. Um, uh, yeah, for both of my death um, armies. So yeah, had a good run uh, with Soulblight, and obviously they're very strong um, army in the uh, meta. Um, so yeah, yay for me and yay for all the, for death players. Yep. And then right at the end of April, we also had the Seraphon box drop. Indeed. Indeed we did. Another fantastic release. Yeah. So what did we have one. in that? There was, um, Starmaster, Saurus Warriors, the Raptor on Charges, which I think are my favorite models in the new range they're amazing yeah they are really um, cool the chargers and the hunters um yeah i think they're my favorite and yeah obviously the new the new slan um yeah that got that got released and the new croak as well on their big new chairs um which is pretty cool um yeah yeah and then um the new Saurus Warriors like update as well uh, was a big one um, in in that box anyway. Before kind of the rest of the the army, I guess, got released a bit later in the year. But um, that was yeah, yeah that yeah. that special box was kind of released right at the end of April. Um, yeah, which yeah, yeah, I guess let everyone know that the Seraphon release was a full army release was kind of on its way. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, did you get um, to? many events in in april um yeah i got to a couple of events at jolt again so another one day of um uh, battle for the bucket eight so that was um first of april so yeah hot off um hot off war under the mountain managed to pull off um, another uh, one day in canberra um for a day of gaming and also went um for my birthday weekend 15th of april went back to jolt for a um actually a narrative like experimental narrative event called into the eater pits. So, um, yeah, that was interesting as well. So, um, yeah, some custom scenarios and things like that. So, um, interesting day, some good games. Um, I think the scene needs more narrative, definitely needs some more narrative events, um, because we're so tuned into playing competitively. Um, some of the lists that were there on that day just made it unfun. <laughs> so oh, really? it wasn't, wasn't in the spirit of, the narrative let's just say i don't know it just yeah, I, I went i went bitch about it but yeah i'll just say um 
it wasn't that fun to be honest the week the like some of the games were just yeah anyway um i think that's more to do with the list that were brought because i was like oh yes cool no event i'm gonna take this guy and these units because of these reasons in my own little narrative head and um then you know you set up against two more crushes and fucking you just get obli- you just get obliterated straight away and you just like well okay two unpainted more crushes as well just like gray plastic oh, no. is the ultimate insult um <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah anyway i'll leave that one there james's, lot, narr- lot of- james, james's narrative is painted yeah it needs to be at least be at least be painted but i think just the the thing is there like um it was experimental it's just to test the waters test some new like some custom scenarios and just introduce people to that mode of play because all that it seems to be played is competitive um but it was interesting like i thought i didn't really enjoy a narrative event a lot more but i actually walked away from that going you know i didn't really have that much fun i think i just enjoy competitive tournament play um more <laughs> That's how I felt when I walked away. But I think there's another number of factors there that just kind of um, took away the fun for me. Um, That's yeah. the thing, right? I think any any event where you're essentially, if you're actually playing to win, it's not necessarily narrative. Like narrative needs to have other methods yeah. of winning yeah. or whatever you do that... Um, I actually think that's why as much as we say like people can go, Oh no, I don't want to go to like a competitive tournament. Like, Oh, I'm not that kind of person. Like it's basically just saying, I want to go to an event with a, an established kind of rule set and a a standardized kind of experience, I guess, for players to know what they're going to get. And that I think is probably what you're, you're hitting at in that you missed just because it, wasn't an established kind of rules pack that you'd be used to at a normal event. Like you didn't, you didn't get the sort of thing that you would normally experience yeah. where everyone kind of knows what's, I guess, acceptable with lists. And yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you turn up to that environment and you get something that's not necessarily less organized, but just not as standard in terms of what people know to expect then yeah. it, it is harder to, I guess, manage expectations and and have that experience because you you there's so few of them, as you say, that your expectations of what you're expecting this narrative event to be yeah. could be very different from someone else turning up. And again, the tournament organizers aren't necessarily you don't know what they're expecting people to to think of either. Yeah. I think my main feedback for that was um, that just let like release the scenarios just like a week earlier or something or just a bit earlier so people have a chance to read and understand how the mechanics of the scenario because it's one of the games I played um, was with a very narrative player and so I was like oh sweet cool and then the we played the scenario wrong uh, right. so that kind of like went oh okay yeah I won the game. I won that battle, but it was like we didn't play it properly and it just kind of soured it. I was just like, oh, okay, well, great. Yeah. Um, uh, then, but, yeah, the other two battles I played were against, like, Iron Jaws <laughs> with, like, double more crusher kind of lists, um, which my uh, my little narrative um, Death Army just didn't have, stand a chance against. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
actually, ironically as well, I walked away with the certificate from that event as most competitive narrative player. <laughs> um, but again, it just sort of reiterated to me that like the best narrative games that I've played have been ones that I've played at home casually with um, like-minded friends. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just in that zone of just garage hammer, I guess um for me to really enjoy that mode of play unless like a narrative scene is cultivated um then like it's just not going to be you know i can't also i can't just sort of base the whole thing on just one experimental narrative event either it just didn't yeah. work for me on the, it just wasn't fun on that day um and there's just a few tweaks and i think it doesn't mean it shouldn't be i, I mean it won't go to others it doesn't mean that I, I won't turn my nose up at narrative events. It just means that that particular one wasn't a great experience for me for not for anyone's like real fault, really. It was just me being a, a great Except whoever didn't paint your fucking more crushes. That's yeah, what you I don't think say, James. that's what you wanted to say. Yeah. And I don't think that guy has painted his models to this day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I work with him as well. So I like give him heaps of shit about it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was um, yeah, that was April. So good times, good times, April. Yeah, yeah, because I went to um, I went to Contest of Fools in April, um, which was uh, one of Henry Wagner's events um, up in Toowoomba. So went up oh, for cool. to went up to Toowoomba for the weekend. Um, stayed with um, Luke Taylor actually, um, just in the hotel um, up in Toowoomba. So yeah, this was a good weekend. Just. Yeah, actually staying at the venue, um, and yeah, that kind of I took myself for a swim. I think early on Sunday morning in the pool, um, or maybe the Saturday night after our games, just to kind of unwind and um, and stuff like that, which was cool. Um, nice perk yeah. of I guess being in a hotel with the venue there, um, or the hotel rather being the venue. Um, and then yeah, I took KO to that event because the book had come awesome. out. Yeah, yeah, kind of a month or so before, and um, I have a full kind of KO army um, in the cabinet that I decided to get out. I did have to do some painting for the event. I painted up my uh, second frigate, um, and I took a full kind of combat KO list, which was two nines of... No, I didn't do the two nines of engine riggers. I think I did six threes of engine riggers um, and yep. the two frigates. Um and yeah, like that was that was fun. Um, I had fun. I think there was a lot of KO at that event um, because, yeah, people going there very strong. Um, I'm pretty sure one and two were both KO, if I remember correctly. Um, wasn't me, um, but they had the more, I guess, traditional kind of. Oh no, that's not fair. Like they had different lists, um, but not the sort of balloon combat version that I did. Um, and I know, like, one of my opponents. Uh, that weekend Jordan um said like oh actually like he was playing Iron Jaws and he said oh actually like after the game my list was fine and like fair because I have to come into combat to do my damage and it means that he has a chance to fight it's not like he just gets shot off the board from the other side of the table sort of thing so um yeah yeah so yeah no that was good um ended up going three two I think for the for that weekend um I had a really good game against Nurgle which um I lost in the end. I had a really good turn one and two, and I was like, yep, I'm going to win this game. And then I forgot about the Glockin, and I got too close, and he countercharged himself oh. and two flies into a boat, 
And this is where I realized the error of my ways in having three threes uh, in each boat and lots of little foot heroes is flies impact hits absolutely ruin that build. Cause just in one charge phase, he like just completely like took out pretty much everything in a boat and just neutered all my damage and everything. Cause then I don't get my bonuses from charging. Cause I didn't charge him and yeah, the game just went like that. And my opponent, was super happy because he got to see the Glockin do his thing. Um, and um, I was happy for him because it was a cool moment. But yeah, it was definitely one of those things where you're like, oh shit, I just lost this game by standing here. <laughs> because I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I definitely forgot what your rule was about to let you do. Um, but that was a really good weekend. And yeah, Henry ran a good event. And yeah, um, that was fun as well. Nice to go up to Toowoomba somewhere I sort of hadn't really been before. So um yeah, that was my kind of second event for the year. Um, yeah, getting the KO back out for a for a run around. Yeah, wicked. And um, rolling into May, just looking at the releases, looks like there was a couple of Underworld um, season seven releases. So there was the Weird Hollow. Um, so it was what are they called this one. It was the De- Domitten's Storm Storm Coven. So another. Oh yeah. Another Stormcast trio for the uh, for Underworlds, um, and then there was um, the Philems Pandemonium. So another like some cool kind of pink horror alt models. Um, Zinch Madness with another kind of sorcerer. Yeah, I remember cool. that warband coming out and everyone being <clears> like, "This is this is super weird," but like this is what Zinch yeah. would be like. Yeah, very very yeah. weird model. Just some really fucked up looking. Um, like mid transformation kind of looks like a like a Zangor kind of morphing into something walking yeah. around on its hands and like some like pink horrors <laughs> with some interesting um, poses <laughs> eyes eyes in the middle of moors but like I this think the wizard a, looks pretty cool this is a very like Pan's Labyrinth kind of yeah style. Yeah. Yeah, weird, weird thing, but um, cool. Very weird, though. Very weird. Yeah. Um, there's a Warcry release as well, um, the Nightmare Quest. So a um, bunch of terrain and some more Stormies. And that was this was the Flesh Eater Courts warband as well um, that had those kind of undead baboon The Royal Beast Fairs, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, very, this was the release that came out that basically made Feck broken for a little bit or very, very, very strong. And people were trying to get mm. their hands on those those Royal Beast players um, because, yes, they're very, very, very good um, with the rules in Feck. You could essentially lose the whole unit and just have the unit champion and be able to put the buffs on him and he would his damage output would be insane. Um, so, yeah, right. yeah you, you could do silly things with uh units of 20 because that was the thing is they had the surfs keyword so people were taking their arch regents and just summoning units of them free like blocks of 20 of them free and given their points versus the arch regent points the arch regents were essentially free so yeah right yeah wow this this box i think got a, a fair few purchases from the uh the the the, the power hungry power gamers um, <laughs> they had to buy the whole Warcry box though to get it right. 
they did for a little while until they released the the beast players on their yeah. own but yeah that was certainly a kit that um yeah was sought after yeah um and it also, also yeah it came with the alternate the alternate seraphon like pyramid kind of terrain piece yeah well. cool some really cool terrain um comes out of the the, the war, the war cry releases mm. yeah definitely need to get hold some hold some of those um terrain kits for age of sigma because they're just cool like those trees that kind of look like fleshy claws like they're kind of weird kind of haunted trees kind of vibes and yep. like those sort of bamboo runways and ramps and stuff like it's sort of that three-dimensional um uh, gameplay which i think warcry lends itself to um yeah i've still never played a game in all honesty of warcry but... yeah i guess you could say it's the kill team of of um Age of Sigma, basically. Yeah. Um, I've played a couple of games with Brant, um, but ages ago. Um, I do have a Warcry band. Um, yeah, it says here, at the same time, um, the Askurgan Trueblades and the Claws of Karanak um, became available individually that month as well, at the same time they dropped that. So still need oh, to yeah, get hold they of came, some... They came out in the previous, <clears throat> the previous one. The previous box, yeah. So, um, yeah, I still need to get a hold of some... Um, true, blades. And true blades yeah i've heard they're pretty good. sure combat company has has them um yeah right yeah oh, they are yeah. they're pretty good um yeah a unit a, a, a reinforced unit i think of 16 is pretty good yeah yeah um but yeah so that was uh, yeah they was... after the feb release they became available individually as well um mm, yeah. and the quest of soul sworn as well were in that Warcry box and they're a unit where again yeah i am wondering if we're going to see them in some strong class lists because i think as a scroll they're pretty decent um they've got the once per game guarantee sort of board wide teleport and they're they count as three on objectives in enemy territory um they've got a three up save sort of 18 wounds three up save um between the unit there i think they're a solid unit um they're still reasonably pricey i think they're something like two 230 i think if they were at the 200 mark then i think they become very very interesting um because you could take a reinforced unit of them, for example, as allies, and then then you could really get buffs going and stuff on them, I think. Um, but yeah, I still think they're a cool unit as well. Um, not one I've seen too much, but again, I think there's potentially some options with them too. So I do like it when they release kits from Warcry that have a potential purpose, like a potential role in like Age of Sigmar, but... I don't want, like, I never want them to release stuff from Warcry that's just like, give them an Age of Sigma War Scroll that's broken. And then it's just about spamming the latest Warcry unit because then it's just like, cool, now the whole game pivots on its axis just around this one unit that's just come out for a different game system that they've given a stupidly powerful War Scroll. But I also, given that they are Age of Sigma models and they give them War Scrolls, it's also crap when they come out and they're just awful Terrible. that you you yeah. would never ever take them so um i do like it when they've and i think they've started to hit that spot with warcry war bands where they're all right like they're an option that you can consider yeah. like yeah the soul sworn the royal beast flayers the the um the claws of karanak are one that you do see in in some corn builds as well sort of instead of the untamed beasts kind of allies because they're marked you can use the blood tithe to move them and i think they get their pre-game move and stuff so they're they're pretty useful yeah. units as well um, yeah. which is cool um but yeah that kind of rounds up the the may releases did you have any events in may 
Uh, yeah, I did. Went to um, Battle of the Bucket Nine at Jolt. So that was my um, that was my third and final um, Battle of the Bucket for the year. <laughs> Pretty sure I went to it. Wait, Battle of the Bucket Nine. Just looking at my events here. Did you win? In, did you win any of the buckets? No, I didn't win any of the buckets, but I think I was like number one Soulbite player over the whole league. Like, over, oh, nice. Um, yeah, they were sort of towards the end of the the year. They released a. No, I didn't make it to bucket nine. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> I only made it to. T- <laughs> I had it here on my list, but it, I just had it marked as interested. Did I? Don't mustn't have ended up making it. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh well, no, that's okay. But yeah, I think at the end of the year, some somehow I don't know how, but I think I was like number one in Soulblight um, from the pool of players there. Um, so yeah, did okay. Um, I guess for like nice. some cheeky one days, casual one days. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, that's right. I went to Battle Bucket Ten later in the year. That was in July. So, but anyway, we'll get it. We're not up to July yet. So, <laughs> yeah, not. Um, yeah, I yeah I had an event in May, and so this time it was Brisbane based, and it was hosted by Mango Mafia. Um, so Tim McDivitt um, ran the meat grinder. Um, and so, yeah, awesome. a month on, I pretty much was following following the releases for the year. So a month after KO came the OBR book. Um, and yeah, so sort of I got my OBR out and I, I took them for a while and ran a fairly, I guess, typical list at, at the time for that, which was, yeah, sort of the Null Myriad with Catacross and the Immortus Guard and the Stalkers. And um, I think that was a pretty strong list. Um, I ended up going 3-2 for that event as well, um, which... I think at the time, honestly, I was a bit disappointed in. Um, I'd been having practice games and it was very, very strong. And I was expecting like kind of at least a 4-1. Um, I think I, I felt like I actually had a chance of getting a pretty good result at that event, um, certainly for my practice games. Um, but yeah, like I definitely had some good strong games um, at that event. Um, I ran into a Zinch list that just couldn't couldn't touch me because you just ignore all their damage basically on a 2 plus And yeah, it was like, it was one of those games where I pretty much was saying to my opponent at the start, like, this is going to be a rough game for you. Like you've, you've taken the draw. It's a, yeah, it's one of those things. If you're taking a rock, paper, scissors kind of army into this matchup that, yeah, this is going to be a bit rough. And yeah, I pretty much just kept my bubbles and pushed forward and yeah, ignored all everything and just, yeah, very easy win in that one. But um, had a really good game against Dave Kerr, I can remember. And um, yeah, I was kicking myself for a stupid order of movement um, thing that let him do a redeploy of Kragnos away from Catacross, the turn I needed to smack him. And um, ah. yeah, that game <laughs> that game kind of was my, my first loss. And then I can't actually remember what my other loss was against um, at that event, but it was, I know I got two. Um, I did have an amazing game into KO though with Gotrek. Um, where Catacross went absolutely ham into an ironclad, and I, I think I, expl- <laughs> I think I exploded on three out of four of my um, Indicat glaive attacks against the ironclad, and got like seven seven hits into it at like Ren three damage three, and then I also exploded like three or four of my shield attack and just absolutely mullered an ironclad in one go, and then survived <laughs> go survived Gotrek for all my little dudes to then kill him. And um, and then Catacross just mopped up, charging into the heroes and wiping them all out. And yeah, that was a that was a fun game I can remember. 
awesome. Yeah, and that was a good event that Tim ran for like for charity. I think he pretty much took all of the all of the money for the ticket entries and everything. I think the venue being like sort of sort of an RSL, I think either pretty much gave him venue like very cheap venue hire or free venue hire or whatever because it was for charity and so he put kind of everything there and the raffle proceeds towards um i think dog charity um because i know he loves his dogs and um yeah he did a great event sort of a great job running that event and it was a fun one to go to um and yeah i got to sort of third tournament for the year third different army so i was definitely jumping around a bit but yeah yeah (laughs) Um, oh awesome man so um well, um, how are we going? Should we Should just we take a June? break? Um, before we before we get to June, just to oh, yeah. have a, little, a quick a little break. Yeah, <laughs> quick little break, and then we'll be right back um, to talk about June and the rest of the year. Okay, dancing beat. back from the break there and we're in june which is uh, a big month for us isn't it james yeah it's usually a big month for us <laughs> month for us after a few months of uh of build up and yeah on to sydney slaughter so um shall we touch on the releases before we do before we touch on slaughter and mortal blade yeah i think so there's a few releases here so that's when the rest of the um seraphon came out so early June, we had the Seraphon book uh, dropped. Um, there was the new Soros Astralith Bearer, um, the spawn of yeah. Trotech nice and Synacolites. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a massive upgrade, that um, Astralith Bearer. The old model was was awesome too, like that sundial kind of like stone disc or um, jade, whatever you want to paint it. Um, disc was, it's always been a cool model, but this is like, yeah, next level. Just brings it's up very, to that more modern deep. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. It makes me want to like do a Seraphon army just for the painting fun, just for the, to paint some lizards and just some awesome um, models. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so there was yeah, there was Astralis, there was the Spawner Chotech, as you said. There was what the new Croxagore. Yep, that was the Croxagore, um, Starseer, King Starseer model. Um, so got an update as well. Um, the Agrodon Lancers. Yeah. New new kits came out. Um, so the re like the reimagined um, Saurus Knights. Um, so I guess those the Saurus Knights were retired, um, but yeah, replaced with these um, awesome Agrodon Lancers. Yeah, I hadn't, um, really thought, I hadn't really thought of them as a a Saurus Knights replacement because they're like Saurus Knights were sort of the the unit of five cavalry base, whereas these are kind of your monstrous cav like unit of three hmm. sort of thing. So I just I didn't really think about yeah that the Saurus Knights had been replaced. If anything, like. Yeah, the Saurus Knights kind of became the Skink Riders, and then these were like a new, a new thing. But you're right; like they're, I guess they realised that the Saurus themselves are so bulky that 
you can't really have them on these small mounts anymore. You need to have them on these big, big yeah, things. Big sort of like um, Velociraptor type models. Um, yeah. Uh, and to, uh, I saw a Scar Veteran on Agridon to go with it. Um, yeah, Croxy Croxy as we mentioned. So yeah, Seraphon got its um got its um facelift. And yeah, it's and up, the new, update the with new the book. The new croak as well came out. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, new croak. So yeah, heaps of stuff. Um, we also had like another underworld, um, you know, night haunt one. Just more wraiths <laughs> in. One's got a scroll. <clears throat> One's kind of launching an anvil or something. Um, but yeah, just more of like kind of chain raspy wraith dudes, some candles and stuff. <laughs> the headman's curse. Um, but I think yeah, definitely the the June release of the Seraphon was was the was the pick. Yeah, it was. Um, the the um, executioner from that. Um, Nighthorn Warband is pretty cool. Um, I do like that kind of alternate sculpt executioner. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like I couldn't tell you what that actual warband does. I, I think that's one of the ones that has pretty, pretty terrible rules. Um, but the the model is um, is pretty cool for the yeah, as I say, the executioner. Yeah, yeah, it's just cool to have those options. So even though the I don't know if you see the executioner actually get a lot of table play so i don't know why they keep making them um they've already got two two options this is a third it's always cool always good to have extras um but yeah that's kind of like the releases <laughs> uh but there then we ran slaughter and uh we also um ran our first um miniature painting competition as a standalone side event uh, mortal blade um so yeah we went into great detail on this event in our earlier episode yeah. Um, uh, our recap episode where we talked about this for about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to know, know more about slaughter, then go back to and listen to that. But um, yeah, it was a it was a big. It was like uh, probably our best year yet in terms yeah. of prizes. Um, and in terms of getting that golden ticket um for the uh, Wonder World Championships, it like it was a real step up for the event. Um, and also running the um. Mortal Blade painting competition. Just we just sort of took it to the next level this year, um, and it was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, felt a great sense of accomplishment and um, good to see. It was a real big year for that for the for different events as well. Um, playing into the Oceanic Circuit and um, with other events like um, Sydney GT and um, having access to those tickets and CanCon as well. Um, so, which all culminate, culminated in uh, November this year with um, a bunch of Aussies getting over there, like from the, um, the you know, the, the ticket winners from the various events um, participating in it. So, um, yeah, it was just fantastic just to be a part of that um, movement this year, I think, um, in the uh, competitive scene. And kudos to you, Chris, for making that happen as well. All the hard work you've done, you all the hard work you did behind the scenes to to bring that about. So... Oh, yeah, thank you. That was fine. That was not too much, not too much drama. But um, yeah, I think yeah, it was definitely good to be able to do it. And obviously, yeah, send 
send Mitch over in the end. Um, obviously, Terence sort of originally kind of, I guess, won the, the the golden ticket, but then after he kind of had to pull out, um, Mitch was able to sort of take his place. And again, <clears throat> recent episodes, so go back and if you haven't listened, uh, listen to that to hear all about sort of the the Warhammer World champs that I guess resulted in in that from the gold tickets um, from across the year, but. Yeah, no, Slaughter this year was definitely a highlight and, as you say, sort of our best one yet. And, yeah, look forward to – we've got to start okay. planning now for this yeah. year. So I was about to say next year's, but it's this year now. It's January. Yeah, it's yeah. like usually around January we sort of think about it and then, like, February it's like, okay, we should start doing stuff now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'll have to get – have to get cracking on uh on mm. this year's slaughter um and mortal blade so um yeah yeah, yeah. start start researching some swag but um, um anyway we'll we'll stick to 2023 <laughs> so we obviously <laughs> neither i don't think any either of us played um in any events no in, um, in june no. given slaughter but um so yeah. sort of july rolled on and july was the start of the well, the new and current, I guess, um, Harbin Dawnbringers books. So yeah. um, the mm. first book, Harbingers, came out with them. Um, this was the awesome Harbinger of Decay, the the reimagining yes. of oh, that model. That's a cool model. Which, yeah, yeah. I know this is a, a favorite of a lot of people. This model. It was. Um, yeah. Again, it's not one I own. Um, the, a lot of these single characters, I actually haven't bothered picking up. I think this year. Um, Look at me! I've been good and not bought loads of models. <laughs> um, What's happened? What's happened, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this obviously Harbinger of Decay model came out um, along with um, the first of these. What were they? Were, were they new or were they regiment? No, they weren't first. This was the next lot of kind of regiment of renown boxes. We hadn't seen any for a few months, and then they yeah, brought out yeah. these new boxes, and they've kind of through the story of the narrative i guess in in dawnbringers book one um it yep. kind of tell, tells the story of these four warbands and new characters and two of them sort of face off against the other two through through the book um but yeah we had the the marrow scroll herald for the flesh eater courts um with his kind of i think they're like diseased bones that he gives to the enemy or he offers to the enemy and if they take them bad things happen to them but if they refuse them bad things happen to them so yeah harbinger of decay awesome model got a real presence about it um but yeah it looks like there was also um the marrow scroll herald from the flesh eater courts um so he was uh, a new mo new flesh eater model so yet another indicator of what is to come um uh, for flesh eaters and uh there was also a a grimhold exile so another um naked baby fire slayer <laughs> release but this one's this um, one's got hammers and he's standing on a this rock. one's got yeah you see a rock so you can you could possibly tell him as a different um character from all the other mohawks on the board um he's a little bit higher uh than the others so <laughs> good luck oh, um yeah. yeah and then there was the the gits hero um yep the what was he the rabble rouser so he's got the herd yeah. of bat squigs and actually this is a really cool model like looking at yeah, it the bat again, squigs, it yeah. is actually a really cool model um again not one i've actually seen very much um i think he has weird rules on the table like interacting with monsters but um i think he can they can run and charge or something but they have to run closer to him um but anyway right. yeah he's he's another cool kind of model um yeah 
that came out with those boxes. I thought there was four, and I'm forgetting what the other one was now. Oh, of course, Nurgle, Marisgrol, Grimhold, and then the the Rabble Rouser. Yeah, I think the Nurgle yeah. one, I always forget that he was one of those heralds because he's a bigger model on the horse. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was that was July. Did you pick up the um did you pick up any of any of these? No. Did you pick up the book? I haven't bought yeah, I, I get all the books. Um so I've got all the books, but no, I haven't picked up any of these models actually. Yeah. This is the uh, first time I didn't um pick up the book. Um doesn't mean I still won't, but um I think the last time they released the books, um I bought all of them, um, except for the Kragnos one. I think, um, but I just haven't gotten, I haven't gotten around to reading them. I think once I've finished reading them, I'll want to then go out and get these. Um, mm. So, but yeah, I've kind of lagged a bit behind in the, in the, in the narrative um, push uh, for AOS this year um, as uh, other things have sort of come taken over, such as wife being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, ch- things have ch- shifted a little bit. I haven't hobbied as much. Um like very little, like not as not nearly as much as I would normally do in a year. Um, yeah, much to the detriment of our tail four gamers. Um, but um, hopefully in this year we'll be able to like chip away at some stuff for that. Um, kind right. of getting off the track a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just like commenting on not picking up the book, I guess yeah. leading like reasons why. Normally I would as well, but just haven't kind of felt the pull as much this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be, to be fair, actually, like I bought, I've bought the books, but I, um, and I read the narrative of the first book, but yeah, for some reason I actually haven't carried on reading the narrative of the other ones. I keep meaning to, so that's saying I need to go back to doing and, and catch up, I guess, on the, on the narrative before maybe the next book comes out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but did um, you me... have any events in July? Uh, July, I went to Battle of Bucket 10. So another one day. Yeah, right. They've done um, down, lots of down in Jolt. How many? Yeah, I think they, they, um, they do them every month. Um, so I think they've done. When was that? That was July. Yeah, right. Oh, so we'd be on about fifteen that, or so now. Yeah, like I think they did a final one at the end of last year, or I, I didn't make it to any more after BB ten. Um, but yeah, but we can't also forget in July we had the GHB release as well the current GHB 23 to 24 season. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, br- bringing it back to 12-monthly GHBs, which I think was a good move because um, yeah. I was at the sort of stage where I was like, I don't know if I want to just keep keep it up, keep up with it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of good for like that would mean that something, if it wasn't great, it would be, it would be gone soon. Um, but it just kind of felt like things were just getting going and then the next thing would come up and everything would shift and change again. So it was just, I think it's better to have the, the, the 12 monthly um, and the primal magic stuff is fun. I I'm enjoying it. I know there's probably some spells that people not enjoying like um, merciless blizzard. I think I've seen sentiments um, wanting to just do away with that. But, you know, I think I don't know, it's just, it's a fun aspect for me personally, but um, yeah, I like the new GHB. The battle plans are good. Um, I'm enjoying playing in this um, in this GHB at the moment. So, what about yourself? Yeah, no, I was also pleased to see it go back to sort of an annual format, and um, yeah, I'm quite enjoying this uh, this season with the 
the magic focus and the Andorian locuses. And yeah, like I think it's something at the start, people were like, oh, this this game is going to get defined now by like Hawfrost and Blizzard. But to and Not really. yeah, like I at the start of the game, I was probably writing all my lists with the general being a locust and taking Shaman of the Chilled Land. So I had access to all of it. But honestly, now for months, don't really take it anymore. Like it's I found that you're if you're building a list that's just relying on getting these spells off and like sure you've got primal dice to try and boost your chances of it going off but your opponent also gets them to dispel and like yeah. unless you're unless you're playing one of the armies that has loads of bonuses to cast already and and can reroll or be really reliable like it just doesn't really work and like i've had a chance to go off at a blizzard and when i really really wanted it I ro i've rolled like three ones in the blizzard and it's killed me yeah. and done nothing to my opponent and or it's not <laughs> gone off or like it's just <laughs> I, I really don't think it's actually has been as impactful as i think people were worrying about um and like yeah the same it's... with Hawfrost. i think people were saying mm. like it's just going to turn these units that should be terrible into like incredible units but again i think it's that yeah, but you've got to stay hollow within 12 of this hero. And if that hero's dead, you've lost that. And again, you've got to get the spell off and yeah, and yeah. all that. And it kind of just hasn't, I don't think it's become this problem, to be honest. I think it's no, just been no. like, sure, there's some new tools that you can use, but I, I think it's been fine. And they fixed the glaring problems um, pretty quickly as well. Like we had this, I know, Soul Blight, um, Legion of Night had that. Um, moment in the sun where we could just teleport our blizzard wizard um cast a blit like cast the blizzard then just yeah. teleport out there was just no risk i think that was the issue that um, was probably uh, the one issue was yeah the teleport yeah. of that cast it and then get out safely kind of thing but yeah that was just it was just i think that was that was the the move that kind of that spoiled it maybe at the start, but they fixed that fairly, fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and now it's fine. Like, and I still yeah. take, I've still taken it in my lists and just adds a bit of flavor. It's like that big, it's that big cheer moment and you go, I'm going for the blizzard and you roll for it. And it, you either blow up or you, you know, you, you get it off and you do ridiculous amount of mortal wins. And it's just a fun cheer moment in the game um, that, yeah, as you said, doesn't, you don't always get it. Like it's not a guaranteed thing. You got to roll. What is it? Twelve to get it. So you yeah. need some good primal magic dice, and you're running the risk of that primal miscast. Um, you might not even get it. Like it's just, yeah, it's just a fun element um, to have yeah. in the game. I think. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. And I find the battle plans really cool too. I, I'm enjoying it. All the battle plans that yeah. so far. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna um, say, like, I know there's been a lot of like, oh, you're never gonna play towers in the tundra, and never, <laughs> and I haven't played towers. But then I swear people were saying, oh, there's at least two missions that you'll never play. And I was looking through them the other day trying to think, oh, what's the other one that you really can't play? And I think it's like lines of communication, I think, is a mission I've never played. But then I was reading it through and I'm like, I get that it is powerful. Like the choice of who goes second can choose a phase to disrupt and make CP cost two. But at the same time, I was like, actually, that's not like. It's going to be a play. I think that's kind of interesting and fun and a bit yeah. different. It's not like the end of the world like again that's the person going second which means that you have to be going second in the turn to get that power so like your opponent's got the possible chance to maybe double turn you or whatever it may be um i don't think it's too crazy and like also some armies just don't care because they can spend the extra cp you don't necessarily need to spend cp in those phases like yeah, it, yeah and it's 
I don't know. Um, I, I, that's yeah. probably the one thing for me where I'm surprised that like maybe I haven't seen that one played more. Um, but yeah, um, I do think yeah the battle plans are pretty good. Um, they're a good mix of three and up to six. I think there was a lot more missions in this with like six objectives again. I think the previous GHB had condensed a lot of them down to threes and fours, and this GHB has kind of boosted them to six. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, rolling into August. So um, August releases, uh, another Warcry sort of small release, um, just repackaging the Crimson Court and the some Stormcast Eternals. Um, uh, yeah, this Zan- is the, the truth side, Zan- the truth seekers. Yeah. Truth seekers. Is it Zandia- Zandires? Zandires, yeah. Zandiris, Zandires, truth seekers. Zandires, um, yeah. Yeah, so... And the Quest of Soulsworn and Raw Beast Flares became available um, as individual boxes. So, hooray. Seems um, to be the thing now. Whenever the next Warcry box comes out, the previous one gets released individually. So, Yeah. And just looking at this um, release as well, there's some cool um, sort of death-themed um, terrain bits and as well, which would um, in bulk would be quite nice for um, like yeah, pretty, deck, pretty decking out a death table. Though limited yeah it's like fences. previous releases yeah like yeah i think it's just a it's just a little intro box you know starter set kind of thing um, yeah and then uh we had another underworld um warbands scabix plague pack yeah so there's some some more um skaven um some plague priests by the looks of it some Clans Plestilent. Plague Sense Bearers and yes, it's Plague Sense Bearers and Plague Monks with a Plague Priest and Plague Rats or whatever. So um yeah, yeah, this is a this is a super cool warband and I know a lot of pretty much every Skaven player got super excited that this is a sign of of things to come for for Skaven getting getting a, a remake at some point and this is the direction that they're gonna go with them. These are beautiful models like gross yeah, but beautiful they're they're really cool models no they're awesome so yeah. cool i think the um yeah the plague priest is my fave this stuff yeah. and it's just dynamic they're cool yeah um but it was a pretty but, quiet it was a pretty quiet august otherwise like that was it really yeah release wise yeah that was it and um i did get to an event though it went up to um bathus gt 12th of august weekend of the 12th of august so that was a fantastic event um loved going up to bathurst um we'll go again if i can next year um yeah had a great time up there um crashed on crashed in an airbnb with um uh ben and dan and and liam um so yeah good to hang out with the sydney guys and catch up with all the crutchies and um yeah people from all across new south wales port macquarie guys um yeah heaps of people came up so it's good to see because those guys get around to everyone else's events as well. So um, everyone gets up to their event too. So that's, that's how that's how you that's how you do it. It's good. Um, did you get new events in um, August? Yeah, I had Goldcon. Up here. Oh yeah, was that the same weekend? No, uh, no, it wouldn't. Twelfth of August, maybe around remember. that. Yeah, in, in all honesty, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Liam came up for gold mm. i think um because i think okay, you cool. were you were gonna come up but then for whatever reason 
I think didn't. I think he went back first and couldn't couldn't do two trips. Yeah. I know when I know when we met up for Sydney and we were in the car for for slaughter. We were talking already, and I was like, "Come up to Golcon." You're like talking to Sam on the phone. You're like, "Oh, I might, I might, I might go up to Queensland for a for a tournament." Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't yeah. think you ended up making it. But um, yeah, Liam. I think pretty sure Liam came up, um, and we stayed in just like a motel room down the road. I think. Um, <clears throat> for for that one um because down in narang on the gold coast um yeah. i think it was that Brian, event. i still remember nicole yeah scott and nicole um yeah so um yeah ran that and yeah it was a really good event sort of 50 60 odd players um pretty big event now yeah. um def definitely a good one and they did a great sort of saturday night um entertainment for all the prizes with a bit of a different take of rather than it just being sort of a lucky well it was still a lucky door um in that you could go up and pick kind of i guess a minor prize or if you wanted they had a table with kind of the five or six bigger prizes um like a magna rack and, and stuff like that um or magniture case um where they had a big inflatable dice that you could throw and if you rolled a six you could get the big prize but otherwise you didn't get anything um and that was a fun little game to to play on the saturday um yeah i ended up taking my deep into that one um, so I'd moved on to them. I think with the new GHB, they were starting to look a bit more interesting um, and wanted to try out some lists with them. So, um, yeah, I ended up taking um, Deepkin with lots of uh, thralls and reavers. Um, and I'm pretty sure this I took my incarnate that I did. Um, I, th I think I, I made my custom incarnate um, using kind of an avatar, the Eldar avatar um, on a shipwreck. and, and um, wanted to to run him because i was very happy with how that model came out um but yeah unfortunately ended up going two three which um yeah i think at the time deepkin weren't still weren't in a great spot um that didn't i didn't have any sharks in it um and i think that was kind of the start of people going oh sharks are really good now um and i didn't have any sharks yeah. um i think i had one shark maybe no i think i don't think i had any um but yeah, ended up going two three, but had a really fun weekend. Had five sort of five really great games. Um, ended up getting sort of second best sports at that event. Um, probably had one of my most fun games in in years for for round one against Ben um, and his Sylvaneth. That was just we we're just laughing and joking the whole game, and it was a really fun. It was a great weekend um, of gaming. And even though I went two three, I, I had I had loads of fun. And yeah, um, it's a definitely a good tournament to get to. So. Yeah. yeah yeah that was august <clears throat> september september was the cities of sigma box uh release cities. So, yeah which um and a vanguard seraphon box as well so um yeah that was kind of the models releases there was uh dawnbringers book two the reign of the brute so that brought out the um trug 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 that trug was it the trug the trogoth king um, we saw, well, before I get too far down the list, let's just talk about cities for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. This was a long, long awaited release. So. Yeah. 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 So cities, um, I love all the new models. Um, I know Brant, um, got this cities box, um, cause I think most of his collection from cities, the old cities had been sort of, um, cut away. So I think they eventually end up cutting out, um, you know, the general on foot, the crossbowmen, the handgunners, the, the, the guard, 
the um the volley gun, rocket battery, the pistol is great swords, demigriff knights, like yep. you know, so much of that of the older range had was um sort of put to bed. Um so cut out the you know, even like the Flame Spire Phoenix, Frostart Phoenix got has been cut, Phoenix Guard, um Wildwood Rangers and the Eternal Guard, the Sisters of the Thorn, Nomad Prince, Shadow Warriors, Sisters of the Watch. So a huge gut um, was pulled out of the um, the cities list, but has been replaced with a, a brand new range of some fantastic models, which I think some of the best releases of the year, in my in my personal opinion. Those those knights are awesome, like the Free Good Cavaliers, yep. um, the War Forgers, an awesome model, um, the Free Guard Marshal. And the envoy, like just so much character, fantastic. Um, like uh, the steel helms, like they're just cool. I, like it's just a great new range to bring it up to the up to date with Age of Sigma. You've still got mm. heaps of options. I haven't bought the book. I've been wanting to. I've been eyeing off the book just to have and just to read. And so I've heard there's a, a whole lot of great lore in there. Um, you know, you got the transfer sheets, Return of the Transfer Sheets. I was going to say this was the first. Yeah, Return of the Transfers. <clears throat> it was them. Um... Yeah, it's an army where I think people that liked heraldry and doing their banners and having their insignias and stuff on shields, like they really, they really lent into that and kept that, and they very much made it like. Because how many cities are there? Isn't it like also essentially like twelve sub factions or something? Essentially in the cities book, like yeah, it's just... a huge, it's a huge amount. Um, so yeah, yeah, bringing out all those transfer sheets for all the different, all the different cities that you can play as and. Um, and then yeah. yeah they brought they brought in that mechanic of kind of the orders which i haven't played against the new cities yet um to be honest so um, no, neither. But like, yeah. obviously I've, I've read it through and it does seem like there's some pretty strong builds in there um they did get hit with a pretty early early points nerf on the obviously underpointed stuff which i think is good because i still think it's fine um it's just not as obscene as it would have been which is good that they've turned that back already but yeah, September, because this is again one of those sort of early limited box releases yeah, yep. before before the book was officially out. But yeah, I guess from yeah. sort of September, people were getting their hands on the model and the books. But again, it was it's probably been a bit delayed in seeing this army actually become sort of playable at tournaments. Cause I think again, most tournaments have kind of said no FAQ, no play, and the FAQ wasn't happening until after the actual official battle tome release so um yeah i think it's probably why i haven't really maybe played against cities much yet because it's taken a while but um takes a while to get up get up to standard yeah but yeah really cool release and actually yeah like you talking it through they really did kill kill off a lot of kits actually um i was surprised actually at how many they'd kept but you're right they they did get rid of a lot as well but i thought it was mm. actually a nice move on gw's part that they officially came out and said if you've got old models that can represent existing units that have stuck around like you can use them like if you've got the great swords you can use yeah. those as ex executioners or whatever because they yeah. still want people to be able to use their their models um and there's a lot yeah. of units in that book that yeah you can still use so i know i've got like great swords that i was going to use as phoenix guard or whatever and now those phoenix guard are gone like i can use them as black guard or i can use them as executioners or anything that's kind of a two-handed model sort of thing as long as it's kind of obvious what it is you can you can use them to yeah. step in for other units which i think is a nice touch too but 
Yeah. Um, and a lot of those models being Empire models as well from um, previous edition, I think, could be um, paving the way for a rebox into um, uh, the old world uh, mm. when it when it drops, when they eventually um, put out the, the Empire of Man uh, releases. So yeah. obviously starting off starting off with Britonia and Tomb Kings, but um uh, Empire of Man's on the um you know on the list of armies they're going to be bringing out for that uh, new game. So yeah. um I I dare say looking at <clears throat> looking at the Britonia releases some new new models, new characters, uh, but then re-releasing um, the old kits. So I'd say that they'll just roll those those old um free guild kits back into the empire for mm. the old world um it's a very neat fit yeah um, and the phoenixes we've seen that they're keeping like the frost heart phoenixes and flame spires for old world and stuff as well so those models yeah, for when, the when they high do, elves are going to be when they do um, the high elves, high elves. yeah yeah so yeah it's uh, kind of exciting um but yeah kind of so you're getting um, excited for old world but yeah i am i am um but i just know i'm not going I'm not going to go crazy on releases. I'll probably get the books, get the rules, and you know, get the the various book releases. In, and instead of going all that crazy on buying all the releases, like being a Bretonian, um, Bretonia being my first sort of fully painted army, um, that's sort of my first love with um, the hobby. Uh, it's very difficult for me to resist just buying everything but um i just i know for a fact i'm just never going to get a chance to get get around and paint it unless i knock something else out of the way so yeah um but we'll see how we go <laughs> and it's yeah. it's yeah if the prices of models at the moment i don't know if i can afford just to drop that amount yeah. um and with a baby on the way um <laughs> it's just can't justify it at the moment so i'll probably get some of the books um, but yeah i am very excited it's cool to see it all developing and building up so very happy yeah cool. um and then yeah, rolling end September. of the month yeah as you yeah. said dawnbringers book two reign of the brute and uh yeah this is a pretty big release actually like it had yeah trug trug obviously the trog trogoth king um who's a he's a cool model um i probably don't like him as much as other people probably do um, there's something weird about his proportions and the angles on the model. Maybe it's the paint job, and if I see him in real life, it'll be okay. But <clears throat> yeah, he looks he looks odd to me. Like his face and head, parts of it look like they merge into other parts, and is it's too his, much yeah, detail. It's too over the top for my for me. Like it's got a altar on his back, and there's just too much going on with the model. I think they're just trying to they're just overdone it a bit. Um, yeah. Okay. But again, yeah, for me, it's the his arm, like his arms and I don't legs. Like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the model either. The like fists, yeah. the fists and feet are so much bigger than like the arm where it joins the shoulder and the leg where it joins his like pelt, like his waist. It mm. just, I don't know. Yeah, there's something about it I don't love, and the nose and the yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just the proportions yeah. are off for me. But um, he's cool yeah. though as a model. Like obviously, it brought trug with his trog herd and then it also you had the new big pig the um the more yeah um, yeah release as yeah, well uh, which yeah that one kit for what three different variants of it so um yeah yeah what was it um so the more grunter yeah one with the hero the tusk boss yeah and two it says two behemoth units can become battle line yeah <laughs> 
yeah there's a hero so, version and then there's like two two other versions one that's kind of less armored than the other one but um yeah 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 and that obviously then also you had kind of that iron jaws release which was kind of came out of nowhere where they sort of released the big pig and then they released the new hard boy big yeah. boss which is a, a great sort of improvement from from the old model and again the the new hard boy regiment which again really good um yeah sort of fantastic update, update to a pretty good kit to be fair like i still think the normal hard boys are fine um but these are brilliant and they really Next do t- yeah. tie in with like the brutes and and that sort of thing yeah. um and then the two new units of brutes as well um the the ragers and the the weird brute wreckers um yeah which yeah yeah the the brute ragers certainly are seeing seeing play i think for how cheap they are and the the run and charge and the rend and the damage and stuff is is pretty good on them um yeah the wreckers the weird brute wreckers i think look cool um as well with their weird masks and the flail kind of chain flails but um haven't really seen them getting much play um i don't think they're as good um and then there was what zogrog anvil smasher with his anvil squig <laughs> yeah the anvil squig it's so cool it looks like he's got like a he's like it's got this mad pompadour like <laughs> 1950s like quiff but it's an anvil <laughs> he's just the coolest dude like yeah definitely a contender for favorite model of the year if my if my dog was a squeak, that is the squeak he would be because the underbite is real. My pug yeah. definitely, yeah. well, my jog definitely has that underbite, which is funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a really good update to Iron Jaws, yeah. and it didn't. It just came out as a PDF basically to slot on to the Iron Jaws yeah. release, which was a first, yeah. um, which is cool. Um, hopefully something that GW embrace more if I don't know what happened, if schedules got a bit messed up and things got stuck in China and they didn't, they weren't able to release when they wanted. And then they kind of went, well, we've got all these models. We need to release them. Let's just give the rules in a PDF for free instead of doing battle times that they may be planned at a different time, etc. So, um, yeah, but yeah, that was really cool. And then it also, the reign of the brute was sort of from a rules perspective added, king broad stomp which is a competitive um new sort of way to play gargants um around king broad sort of giving that five up ward um yeah. and then yeah. the the silly one with the the ko where they basically said okay you can just take heroes thunderers and gun haulers and every single time one of these things shoots or fights on a four up they can do it again which is just a bit <laughs> silly um the gun haulers could carry around units of 15 thunderers with them as well and yeah it was a bit silly they've limited that now to, to six models which i think definitely changes the massively changes the army um away from the big blocks of 15 because you, they have to be stationary in that list you can't you can't take the ironclad or whatever to, to move them around so i think to be fair that was a good change from gw they've they picked up very easily on what they needed to do to kind of limit how much they needed to rewrite but bet limit the power of that army um which is good because yeah you start to see it everywhere and then it quickly has gone away again and now it's just one of those ones where it's like yeah if you want you can do this but you'll probably just play normal ko kind of thing so yeah um, yeah but a big a big book for rules like a lot of big new army builds and stuff came out of that book which is cool yeah. 
Um, and then to top it off for the releases for September, there was a um, Warclans Vanguard, new Vanguard box, which is all the Cruel Boys stuff by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, they did like the Rebel Rouser release individually um, and some, you know, other swag dice as well for Gloom Spite. So um, I had no yeah, events. September. No events in September um, for me. I ended up going to Sydney GT. Um, Ooh, yeah. Out of, uh, yeah, again, yeah. another one I wasn't really expecting to go to, but um, mm. ended up going. Um, took the IDK. Um, ben sort of very kindly lent me six of his sharks because I was like, I knew from Goldcon that if I wasn't playing sharks, I wasn't going to do very well with IDK. And I kind of wrote this list that ended up being nine, like nine models and a couple of endless spells. Um, that was, yeah, six sharks, an idol on a tidecaster, and then using my incarnate again that I wanted to bring. Um, and yeah, had fun. Like, actually, had an amazing day one where I was I was three zero. I'd grudged Jared and expecting to get smashed by New Seraphon um, first game, and actually had an absolute crazy game where i just destroyed him like sort of get that double one into two and made loads of 10 plus charges and just <laughs> destroyed absolutely destroyed it and um awesome. yeah from there just kind of yeah was going on oh, do you know what these are pretty good these sharks um and yeah day two didn't go so well sort of two losses and the fifth game in particular i think it was against matt tyrell so it was a good game because matt's a good bloke but it, his army and the mission we were playing like soul blight in a mission that heavily favors them and it is bad for me it just it was a terrible matchup for me and yeah kind of unfortunately brought me down for the weekend to a, a kind of standard three two result when I, yeah. I had been for a moment thinking okay i'm gonna maybe do pretty well at this event but um yeah it yeah. was yeah it was still it was still good obviously big big event in in sydney um so yeah it was a bit Weird probably being between the two rooms, especially as they were so far away from each other, like on complete other sides of the venue and um, and stuff like that. Um, I was lucky enough that I was always playing in the the main room, I think because of obviously I had a good day one. I stayed in there and was towards the top. And then even though I lost my games, I was still relatively close to the top. So I, I wasn't one of the unlucky people that had to kind of change rooms and certainly not switch between them. Um, but... That being said, it was it was still a good event. Good to catch up with people and, and get down to Sydney and, and play with that crew for a bit. Yeah, so. I think it was definitely one I wanted to get to, but it clashed with uh, anniversary weekend, so couldn't make that one. <laughs> otherwise, you would otherwise I would have been there for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, I can make next year's um, CDGT. Yeah, um, and then swinging into October, um, got some new Underworlds. Um, Band. So there's the Death Gorge release. So you've got the Thrice Fold Discord. So some it's like Slanesh uh, yeah. demons um, and Sirene's Razors. So some Deepkin, um, the Deepkin Warband. Uh, looks like you've got a some sort of octo octopus, octoped, so cool. octoped, <laughs> um, and a Tidecaster. Probably is that who Sirene is? Some sort of yeah, IDK. Um, Wiz. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, cool. They look great. And the, yeah, they're um, really nice models. Um, <clears throat> just a shame they're not good in the game. 
because yeah, I'd love uh-huh. to. I'd love to add these ones. <coughs> this, this is a war band that I would love to be good, um, but yeah, not not good. Um, especially the octopus because he's really cool. Um, but yeah. Um, and then had, and then we had a cities release. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, the Wilder Corpse Hunters they did as a Warcry release um, along with the Ogre Gorge uh, More Pack, um, which. This one kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I wasn't really suddenly expecting this kind of unit of gorges for more tribes. Yeah. Because gorges have always been I really liked gorges like um back in the day when I first picked up ogres back in fantasy days. Like um I, I have I've got four metal monopose gorges. Um I really liked the lore of the gorges and scrag, the slaughterers, the the slaughter master. Um I played them every time I played my ogres and so yeah, I've, I was kind of like, oh, cool. But yeah, unfortunately for me, these models really miss again. Um, I just don't... I know what they did in bulking them up to make them suit more of the ogre, more tribe kind of bulkier ogre aesthetic. Um, mm. But for me, the whole point of the gorges is that they're very malnourished and that they were supposed to be... Like they've done the kind of more bestial cave dwelling kind of blind sort of thing and painted them obviously the the albino kind of skin tone um but the yeah the proportions for me are just off they made them too bulky and weird um that yeah i'm not a fan and i think it's the the fact that there are five they're a unit of five when yeah to me they should always be they were lone individual kind of creatures that would ambush on their own and stuff um it's a very odd it was a very odd unexpected release i think for me um, yeah right yeah okay yeah yeah I was like I was neither moved nor disgusted like I wasn't yeah like I was amb- they, you were ambivalent yeah, I was ambivalent um but also but the city's released though like just looking at it again like the doggos are fun yeah um, it's just like this is like the war band that like this is what I imagine like in the in, in the books you know like there's a a cities of sigma war band or hunting pack that's um, kind of roaming the mortal realms that's just, you know, they're the central characters of a some sort of story and they're all, you know, you can just imagine um, their conversations and, and things like that. It just kind of draws me in, um, this um, war band. So, so, yeah, really cool, um, you know, with the yep. crossbows and just the aesthetic, just up, updating into the new city's aesthetic, um, which is really cool. They're war dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the the dogs are great. I know a lot of people like them for the doggos. Um, and actually, yeah. quite a good unit. Quite a good unit in the game. Their mechanics are pretty good. Um, like you can't see them if they're in cover, like at all. So like you you can't shoot them. You've got to deal with them in combat. Um, and their shooting's actually not bad. Like they get extra rend while they're in cover, and the crossbow shots are actually pretty decent. Um, and they yeah. get pregame. Yeah. They get a pregame move and stuff. So they're one of those Warcry units that you, I think, you will see in cities. Um, they're, they're actually pretty good. Um, and yeah, it's a cool unit. Yep. Like yeah, the doggos are great. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think there was also a release with the like uh, the war, like the Warcry stuff. They released that um, uh, that terrain piece, the Moor Pit. Yep. So that came out as well at this time. Um, again, another like terrain piece for your, for your army. Oh, sorry, for your, um, battle, 
uh, battlefields. Um, they had the Cruel Boy Monster Killers unit as well, which came out. Yeah. Um, so was that for, what was that for? Was that for Warcry as well? Yeah, yeah there was a lot Warband. of Warcry releases, yeah. Yeah. So some pretty some pretty tasty models there, a lot of character in this one. We've got the two sort of... Um, the baboons are baboon. Yeah. Baboons are like in vogue this year. We've seen some baboons, some more ape, um, ape-like creatures coming out, coming out. So, um, but yeah, that uh, that monster killer boss dude is um, just covered in yeah, heads and I hadn't noticed that furs and like <laughs> what is that? That guy is just a yeah. <laughs> They're carrying eggs, which I think because they they released alongside the the new fire slayers, ah. the Vulcan flame seekers, and they're all about kind of going along with the the little baby magma droths and so sort of protecting the magma droth eggs i think and these guys are trying to steal the eggs so yeah yeah right <laughs> so, yeah, some yeah narrative for you, James. you need to just play Warcry. it's very narrative yeah <laughs> yeah and then there was a vulcan flame seekers so some more yeah. um some these more, are your first like, female female fireflies that we've seen yeah yep is it one of them no two of them three of them two of them yeah with breast breasty breastplates <laughs> breasty breastplates <laughs> um breast like breast like breastplates and then there was oh and that there's that dude with the the whip and the eggs and they got like a baby uh magma droth a kindle droth a kindle droth yeah <laughs> cute very cute um yeah they're they're pretty cool i think um yeah came with a new terrain set as well the scales of talaxis um but yeah they're they're pretty cool actually i think those falcon flame seekers as well are actually i think there's some tech with them as well i'm pretty sure they can like hitch rides with magma droths and then i think there's something where if you've got two units of them they can get like strikes first and stuff like that so um i haven't seen them but i th these are i think were a pretty popular probably the most popular fire slayers release because most people go fire slayers let me guess another foot hero that looks exactly the same as all of the existing ones you've already done and so this mm. was actually really nice to get a unit that has different stuff in it the little baby magma droth's cool and then female ones like it's this is a really cool yeah. fire slayers unit like they need to do more different stuff. looking axes yeah axes yeah, are cool and yeah, they are really cool, actually. They're like pickaxe type, almost pickaxe on one side with an axe head on the other kind of thing. I think these have been painted a little bit differently as well. Mm. Like the skins, the skin tones are a bit darker than what you normally see. Mm. Um, just darker overall, I think. Like, but really nicely contrasted with the orange beards. Like the beards have been done really well. Um, yeah. Like this, they are orange, but there's like sort of streaks of black in it, and yeah, yeah they just it just works. Like it, um, whoever they, whoever, you know, whichever artist painted these um, for the studio did a, a great job, fantastic job, as they always do. But um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, sometimes really the paint jobs, um, like the the paint jobs they don't can do, like do it justice. A model, like yeah, sometimes. like it's yeah. until you actually see it in person with a different. Sometimes models like, yeah, until you see it in person with a different paint job, um, you don't fully appreciate it until that moment. Um, yeah. And this one, I think, nails it for the, the presentation. Um, yeah. For the marketing, I guess. But 
Yeah, so that was that was uh, October. October. No, no events for me in October. None for me either. Kadoki. Um, sliding into November. Um, this is the, the the rest of the city's release. So the the book um, has come out, um, and then we've got the uh, Talia Vedra, the Lioness of the Parch, which is that fantastic new um, yeah centerpiece kit with the um, on the mantle chimera. Manticore, sorry, not Chimera, Manticore, um, which is so cool to see because Manticores have usually, has, you know, have always been the province of Chaos Armies. So it's yeah. just really cool to see um, Manti- a Manticore in, a, in an Order Army. And I think it's, yeah, definitely one of my favourite yeah. models from this new release. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think it's everyone's jam, but I, for me personally, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, same. Um, and then, yeah, we um, had... What the Pontifex as well, Zenestra, um, yeah, which I have played against, and yeah, I think you will see it's got some very good rules. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the Pontifex. I personally, I'm not a fan of the model. This is getting very 40k kind of Sisters of Battley sort of style for me. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the the relic carrying and all that kind of stuff um it's, not, it's kind it's not of my jam but yeah yeah for me it's like kind of like across into almost britannian realm as well because they do they've got a reliquary but it's like a, a dead knight whereas these guys are obviously carrying a living saint um or a, a matriarch <laughs> but um yeah i do i see i see your point though like it's kind of yeah it's got that bit more of crossing into the imperial um, yeah 40k sort of vibes there um which I guess yeah. is the parallel for it anyway, but but yeah, oh, cool. What does it do in the game again? It does. It's got some good tech, doesn't it? Does lots of mortal wounds basically against wizards and priests, mm. board wide, two plus D three mortal wounds, and then at the start of combat and after it attacks every unit, every enemy unit within three on a two plus takes D three mortal wounds as well. So it can just spam out mortal nice. wounds, and it's got a. It can't be targeted. Because it's got nine wounds from like shooting, unless you're close, and it's got a four up ward save built in. So, um, and it can nice. do a war- it can do a five up ward bubble for Cities of Sigma. Um, it's just a very good, very good model for good this piece. Price. Yeah. yeah, awesome. It does a lot for the army, but also as an yeah. ally slot, it does a lot, like Seraphon, etc. So. Yeah, and they've um, released the individually released the Steel Helms, the Cavaliers, Marshall. Um, and the Relic Envoy, and that Alchemic Warforger. Um, then probably my one of my favourite models from this um, city's release is the Free Guild Cavalier Marshal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think this is um, Order's answer to the Harbinger of Decay. On oh, Sorry, what's his name? The um, Yeah, the Harbinger of Decay, yeah. Yeah, from um, earlier um, release. No, so this is, yeah, so this is the, um, in my mind, this is the, the Order's counter- counterpart it's just that single um model on horse um sort of on a bit of a slope the horse's head you know slightly yeah. down and just that pose it's that classic um frank frazetta um uh, imagery Evo- it yeah. really evokes that imagination um that's i think of the model frazetta. has oh. been designed to be like the yin to the yang of that model like it's the same yeah. pose but they've they've displayed it facing the other way like literally it's like it's mirror yeah it's like the order version of that model like i think absolutely that's what they're going for yeah yeah 
yeah it's it's, it's um i love it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Staying true to the fantasy roots, and I think they've kind of, they've really nailed that in um, in this release, um, yeah. but made it different enough, and they've also brought it up to speed with Age of Sigma over the topness, but not too far, but also kind of in the realm of it's it's it's, it's sits in that nice sweet spot, yeah, um, for Age of Sigma and paying homage to the fantasy roots, um, yeah. Cavalier Marshall. Yep. Um, you got the uh, fuselers, free guild fuselers. So they're the new handgunners with their um, pav- just a bit better, just a bit better than handgunners. Yep. There, these are the ones yeah. that every, everyone's like. <laughs> I think if you're going to build a competitive cities army, you've got at least one unit of thirty of these. Um, these will be a problem, child. I think you'll see. I'm expecting to see quite a few units of thirty of these at CanCon. Um, I think people would have had time to to get them and. Yeah. get them on the table um i think at least they're a unit that you probably need to be running cities to get the most out of them because you want the alchemite warforges buff and stuff to go with them and fortunately i think him plus like a reinforced unit of these is too much for ally points so um at least oh, okay. i think it alone i think it's only going to be a problem if you're playing against cities but i do expect these to become a problem over the next three months but um at least they've had a points hit. They've had a points hit before they've really seen competitive play, which is good because they needed it. Um, but I still think you you're going to see these on the table, and you're going to go, yeah. Jesus Christ, these things are good. Because <laughs> um, yeah, and then they've got very high range, yeah. high mortal wound output, and then also they're going to have a three up unrendable armor save. So yeah, yeah, they're going to be a problem. <laughs> And then um, to complement them, they've got the Fusil Major on Ogre Warhulk. So we're seeing the incorporation of some ogres into the um, cities, some order ogres. Um, at first, I was a bit kind of like, I don't know about this model. There's a dude on a, like, he would just be picked off straight away by shooting. Like, But um, then I was like, yeah, it's fantasy. It's fun. It's Age of Sigma. And that's actually just a really wacky um <laughs> It's just a really wacky thing to see on a battlefield. <laughs> um, but, yeah, nah, I like it. It, it, grew it is weird. It, it's so bizarre. There's a dude on this guy's back. I think, in this I think the issue it just, is... He would be killed the... instantly. If this was a battle, like, he would be just dead. Like, I, anyway. I think the issue for me is the presentation from GW in the photos of it is they've given you a front-on view and so to me, I thought the post was coming out of the ogre's head. I still think the post is just coming out of, like, balancing on the ogre's head. And I was like, just turn the model a bit so that you can see that it's clearly attached to the guy's back. And immediately I think that would help my perspective accept this model a bit more. But I yeah. still think the scale is just... The dude on the back would be a completely tiny, like, midget guy. But he's not proportion like that. Because I don't think the ogre's big enough to give you the right scale for how small yeah. the dude would need to be. And also that piece of wood, if the ogre moves, that thing is just gonna snap. Like it's so oh, it's gone everywhere. Like there'd be no st- like no stability. Yeah. Like every time that ogre would walk, like unless yeah. they've got some tech that just keeps it perfectly balanced, like I don't know if they're that advanced. Um but also but yeah, it just it's doesn't just... really it also just doesn't really do anything for the army. You don't need this guy. 
And so I think for me, like it's such a weird, unique model to then just give meh rules that you don't yeah. need. I'm just like, what is the point of this model? <laughs> for me, other than just flavor, it's just for, it's just yeah. it's just wacky flavor. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and then you have the cannon, great cannon, the great yeah. cannon, yeah, which. I think it's a cool model. Like it definitely looks like a great cannon. I really like all the big sort of shield that it comes at the front. You definitely get the the feeling that this is an entrenched kind of war machine and that it's essentially it's put in place and it stays there and it's a big big I like the big dude just chugging chugging on his ale as he's uh yeah. operating it. Um yeah. yeah, it's a cool model. Don't think it's that great in game. So don't know how many of them you'll see, but I think people that want the army, it's a really cool model to get and paint. And the one thing I will say is I think they've done an, an amazing paint job with these. I really like the red wood um, that kind of blackens to the edges scheme with like the black metal. Um, yeah, it's the red wood out. is very, yeah, it's, it's vibrant and it, it stands out, but without being too bright. Yeah. Um, and then we have the command court which yeah. is a again an odd unit like this is something i would have expected to be like a warcry warband but isn't a warcry warband and it's just a unit of c's um very yeah. different models that all kind of go together what are your yeah. thoughts on this um i love the the knight that foot knight um with the uh with the battle axe. The axe the guy with the battle axe i think he's the is he the arc knight <clears throat> yeah yep. so he's the bodyguard of the marshal um, I love I love that model. Um, I want to see more of that. I think it's just got awesome detail. Um, that assassin guy is cool. Uh, Whisper Blade, I think he's called. Yep, he's is that the Whisper Blade. Blade? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he looks like an assassin, but it says here he's uh, in, to instill discipline in the army. So he's like some sort of threat guy. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's got this little dragon creature, little baby dragon, the Gargoylean. Gargoylean, the mascot. Yeah. 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 It's kind of Red like Bear a griffhound. Cool. It's kind of like a griffhound, but yeah. Yeah. Got the herald. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like it. It's got, it's quirky. It's really unique. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Like it is good and it's one of those units that it's got because everyone is basically a unique little hero on their own, they all kind of do something. And there's a lot of them that are actually pretty good. Like the Whisper Blades ability to stop command abilities on four ups once per turn is really good. The War Surgeon being able to like heal 3d3 wounds is obviously really good. Um, the Arch Knight is actually fairly fighty. Um, so I think for the combined cost of the unit, they're actually a solid choice they're not too expensive there's a few in there that you don't really need but at the same time that's good because it kind of gives you ablative wounds that you can kind of lose in the unit but you've still got the main abilities you want um yeah the one thing for me is they are very much individual characters that do not at all look cohesive together yeah it kind of just adds to the so when I look at it, I do struggle Labor. to go. That's I do struggle to see yeah. it as a unit. Mm. Is my only my only personal thing is I do struggle to see this as a unit. Um, 
that being said, and I don't know if this is anything like if there was any kind of input for this, but I listened to one of the audiobooks recently. Um, actually, I think it's Gloom Spite. Um, yep. And okay, yeah. it's got a. Um, I listened to it while I was on holiday, actually, in <clears throat> WA. Um, but it's got a kind of band of human sort of mercenaries, I guess that are hmm. you've got like a you've got sort of a, a sigmarite sort of worshipping priest like a female priest you've got kind of your typical kind of brawler guy you've got a death mage you've got yeah sort of you've got like a chef kind of a, a surge like you've kind of got this unit in that book um which does draw me to this unit because I really like that book. If you haven't read it, it's one I'd recommend reading. I actually did really, okay. really enjoy it. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the book. So for me, that helps because it does make me think, oh, is this unit kind of the closest we're going to get to basically that band of that band of characters from one of their novels in the game? Um, it isn't. It's not that band of characters. It's 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 too different to be that band of characters. But at the same time, there are some similarities. It's a nod at that kind of thing that, that's yeah. in the whole kind of thing. There's like a, a band of uh, different sort of very different characters like that are somehow together supporting yeah. each other in 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 what is the mortal realms, which you could basically die a horrible death at any moment. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one thing that does kind of help. It does help to bring it together and let me and, and kind of make me visually go okay, this is, they can work together. And I do like that kind of ragtag group of misfits that have formed yeah. a, a band together um, and yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it's a cool unit. It's something very different. So, but I'm, Yeah, I'm looking at the, um, just on the website now, looking at all the alternative heads and things. So there's lots of different options from this kit, how you want to, what kind of character you want to give. Like this, so there's like a couple of different heads um, for the soul shepherd. Um, okay. There's this, Dude sitting on a tree next to him that's blowing a flute that looks like an undead zombie. Yeah, I thought um, it was an undead is, guy. Is like obviously like an undead creature of some kind, um, a ghoul. No, maybe not a ghoul, but like a yeah, probably a zombie, but like an alternative head with a skeleton head. Um blowing like okay. I I wanna find out what the lore is for these guys because it's there's a lot behind the design. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, like alternative heads for the um, for the bodyguard guy. Um, what's his name? The Ark Knight. Lots of like different um, combinations of heads you can do. Um, okay. Yeah, which is cool. Like it's kind That's of cool. like a bear helm. There's one with like a fish sort of looking face, like um, the creature of the lagoon um, helm. Yeah, right. So, um, which looks quite cool. And you can put like on the pauldrons. There's like tridents. So it's like a sort of like a sea. Oh yeah like a marine sort of themed guy there's a bear guy um but yeah, yeah and cool. then yeah the war surgeon a couple of versions of that as well so yeah got lots of options um but yeah, yeah moving nice. on moving on yeah. um there's the dawnbringer book three came out as well um, yeah so we're still in we're in november still aren't we yeah. still november it was a big month yeah big month so yeah dawnbringer's book three um which herald, heralded the um, new Ionis Cripborn. So Ionis Cripborn is um, been around for a while. He was one of the first, uh, or, um, he was the first Lord Relictor character introduced um, 
at the very beginning of Age of Sigma. Um, so in the Realmgate Wars, he was one of the main characters. Um, so your first Lord Relictor model um, in that original kit that came out. Um, so this is him sort of re reimagined um, under this uh, release. So it's fantastic. I love this model. I think it's super cool. Um, I've heard he's good in the game as well. Um, mm -hmm. Wouldn't know. Don't know much though. But um, maybe you could enlighten if um, if you've got some if you've had any encounters with him or heard stuff about him. I haven't played him yet, but now he's. I think he's pretty solid in the game. Like he's a. He can auto pray as a priest, or he can do two prayers, um, which makes him pretty strong. Like he's at the four hundred point mark, which means you can ally him into a lot of stuff. Um, yep. He can stop. He stops like models being able to use like rally and inspiring presence and stuff. I think within twelve of him, which is pretty good. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. He's not super fighty, um, but he's not really like he's okay, but not kind of crazy fighty. But he's 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 interesting. Like you can use him to pray. Um, he's got a a cool rule about soul burning units from his breath weapon where they keep taking more wounds as the game goes on. Um, but like, he's, he's fine. I don't think he's crazy. I don't think he's broken. Um, but yeah, obviously he kind of can go into the new, um, sort of, what was it? Not the army of renown, um, which was the big sort of release from, from this book, um, where, <clears throat> It's him and Storm Drake Guard, and you can take the big dragons. So like Karazai and Krondis can become battle line. So you can oh, do wow. a real you can do like a real hero hammer army list of essentially like this guy, dragons. Karazai, Krondis, <laughs> and two dragon and two dragons. And in that the he gets a, a four up shrug onto Storm Drake Guard. So you can kind of keep him alive if you if you want to, if people are targeting him. Um so yeah, like I think he's fine. I don't think he's crazy good. I think it's a cool model. The dragon is definitely a bit different. Um, yeah, it's it's offering some difference. It's not the same old. I like it. Yeah, and I think for me, I need to. Yeah, I do need to hurry up and read the law in these books to kind of find out why why mm -hmm. Ionis is back from sort of the start of Age of Sigmar because he was the original yeah. sort of Lord Lord Relictor model. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to read the lore and, and stuff and find out why he's back. Um, yeah. But yeah, alongside him, we had another new big monster as well, Belthanos, the first Thorn of Kernoth. Yeah, that's right. Another fantastic model, great pose. I've seen it. I haven't seen it in person, but it just looks amazing in the pictures um, from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, I like it. Welcome it. Um, love the Sylvaneth range. Anything new to Sylvaneth is, is always awesome. Yeah, I have mine here. I'm showing James. I've built him. Um, I haven't painted him yet, but yes, he's he is one of the models yeah. I, have, I have bought from this year of the new releases. Cool big bug. What kind of um, bug is it? It's a different bug. I don't know. Um, it's got a very long, a long abdomen, um, kind of like a glow bug, but um, don't know. But it's sort of a cross between a rhinoceros beetle and yeah, something else that can fly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, another yeah, cool release. Um, again, came with his own sort of army of renown. Again, I don't think one that you're going to see very much, just because of like the battle tactics and I think how limited you have to be in that army. Um, but it does a lot for Sylvaneth. I think he goes a very long way to 
giving an entirely new play style to Sylvaneth, which can actually be not relying on striking and fading through the trees and actually sort of just running and charging up the board and standing on circles kind of thing. And um, yeah, him having that big buff to to run and charge for all Sylvaneth and a command ability to retreat and charge so you can stop units getting locked down. Um, and he he does a brilliant job in one model of sort of blending the bug portion of the army that they brought out with the Kurnoth portion of the army. It's a pretty simple trick of going, let's put a Kurnoth guy on a bug, but I think they did the right mm. thing by doing a different bug. Um, yeah. And I really yeah, it's like called the... a, um, a Carnelian Great Spite. Oh, well, there you go. I did not know that. Carnelian Great, great Spite, there you go. Um, and yeah, it's nice that they did a nod to Orion. This is very, very clearly... Age of yeah. Sigmar's ver version of Orion, um, with the horn yeah. and the spear and the the cloak of leaves, um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a really cool model um, and a really good addition to the Sylvaneth army. I think that unlocks new ways for them to play, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And then and we had um, from Black, Black Library, we had the Black Talons. Mm. Yep, some Stormies and a. Um... And Ardeneth Deepkin. I'm not up to scratch with the Black Talon show from um, or novels from one, and the Warhammer no. Plus show. Um, so I'm guessing they are all different characters. So what is it? Neve Black Talon. Which um, then there's so she's got a new model. Um, yeah. And she's got a then, lot better too. <clears throat> has she? Yeah. Yeah, cool. she's a lot better. She's actually pretty decent. Um, <clears throat> I, th I think the issue is the rest of her warband just too many points mm. i think if you could just take the new neve on her own i think people would take her like she's she's basically damaged three against heroes with like seven attacks like oh, wow. two. like she's Jeez. pretty good and she can yeah. attack yeah. and then teleport basically so she can go out and then teleport out to anywhere on the board as long as she catches back up with her black talons yeah um and Can't then that's like that soul scryer is a really really nice soul scryer model for deepkin um this is one that i have nearly bought a couple of times um this unit because she's cool and the soul scryer i could definitely add to my deepkin just as a different a different model or yeah if i yeah. potentially wrote a list with two soul scryers um yeah Take really care. really nice yeah. model um so some um, don't come don't like the sorry i don't like the yeah the guy with the big hammer because of the backpack with the horns it makes it look like the horns are coming out of his head and he's supposed to be some weird demon thing but he's obviously not um mm. just a personal just a personal thing for me i don't let me, don't quite let me like guess him. his name is probably rostus oxenhammer just probably. just a guess just a guess that's that would be his name um <laughs> then there's uh yeah uh, Hendrick the Silver Wolf. So I'm guessing that's that silver fox looking guy. The guy painted with grey silver hair? No. Yeah. No, it'd be like the Silver Wolf. Actually, that's, yeah. Don't call me the Silver Fox. Call me the Silver Wolf. We're getting an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This a sharpshooter, Shakana Golden Blade. Shaquisha. Yeah. I was going to say, they've then, yeah, they've then given a, they've done a black model. And they've Shani given her a Shaniqua. very 
a very <laughs> sounding name, yeah. unfortunately. GW. Yeah. They could have given her any sort of normal Stormcast name, but no, they've given her a very very um I guess uh, racially Wakanda. stereotypical name. Yeah. Very Wakanda. Um and then who else is there? Soulcryer Laura, who we touched on. But yeah, that's no, cool. Like um they're very evocative, I think. Um you know, maybe I should maybe I should just go and get my Warhammer Plus um, subscription and just watch all of Black Talon. As I say, I have a subscription. I literally haven't watched anything on there. I should probably watch it. I keep forgetting there's even a TV, like a, a cartoon show, on there. So I probably yeah. should watch it. But um, yeah. And then just to round out the end of November, um, they obviously released the Christmas Battle Forces. So there was hmm. uh, four of them. So there was the Slaves to Darkness one which kind of packaged up pretty much the stuff from the early release box, sort of the the Theradons, the Five Knights, Five Chosen, Ten Warriors, and Eternus. They must have had a bunch of Eternuses lying around that people weren't buying. Um, so if I hadn't bought that starter box, I probably would have bought that because that is a pretty good mix. Like Everything in that is pretty good. Um, and then there was the Seraphon one, which was, again, a mix of kind of the starter release box and then the new Vanguard box. So... Yeah. Kind of got you the new Slan, that three of the Agrodons, three of the new Croxagors, three Terror Wings, um, and ten new Warriors and ten Hunters of Huanchi. So again, I think that's actually a very good box. If you hadn't bought the new release box, that's all new kits. Um, so that's actually a really good starter box if you're getting into Seraphon and hadn't bought the other one. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, and the Vangorian Court's a good good um starter box for if you want to get into soul blight as well um yeah i was tempted i was tempted to get it but um i've already got all of it i'd only be getting it for the fell bats yeah um i've got everything yeah else. i think everything in that is pretty much you could put everything in that box into a soul blight army so yeah that's a really good starting place if you if you yeah. haven't got soul blight um as you said and then there was a bone reapers one as well which was what that's uh an arch, uh, so Cavalos, uh, a liege, Cavalos basically, a Gothazar harvester, four archai, um, five mm. death riders, and 20 more tech. Like, geez, that's actually a lot in that box. I don't think I'd realized quite how much was actually in that box. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, these are all, I mean, the Christmas battle. It's an army. They're all, yeah, they're all decent boxes, actually. Um, I, th I think I glossed over them because I knew I wasn't going to buy any of them. But actually, yeah, so, yeah. they're all very good. They're all very good boxes. I think if you want to get into any of those armies, um, yeah, all of them are pretty good. The only one, the OBR one, probably should have had some stalkers or a mortis guard in it instead. Um, but still, quite nice. Like the harvester, the fact that you get the twenty mortec guard, given that they've put the harvester in the box, is probably quite a good combination um yeah no they're all actually pretty good boxes but yeah yeah and that was uh yeah that was november's releases and then we both had an event in november didn't we we had uh blood yeah. right which we we just recently talked about so yeah so blood right good way to round out the year um yeah normally normally get up to um november's normally uh runex um, yep. but, um, yeah, we didn't, didn't get up there this year. Um, wet palette warriors. So I did take a, uh, give it a miss this year. Um, but, uh, that just opened up the opportunity to go up to, um, up to Sydney for blood, right. 
which is like awesome. Good to go um, and just play it, uh, play an event with all the slaughter stuff, slaughter event, um, but as a player <laughs> for a change. That was really nice. Um, and it was a pretty low drag weekend, like financially for me as well. Like I drove up on the Saturday morning, crashed on Dan's couch Saturday night and was home Sunday night in time for work on Monday. So yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was a quick dive in, dive out weekend. Um, good times. Yeah, good yeah it was good. No, it was, it was a good one to do. And yeah, fly in, fly out for me. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a, yeah. Shout out Liam three... and Adam. Yeah. yeah. And that was a dock for me. So my, what well, I played, I played one, two, three, four. I played six events this year and I took, Stormcast, KO, OBR, Deepkin, Deepkin, Doors. So six events, five different arm, five different armies, <laughs> completely different armies. Um, <laughs> and I got a 3-1-1 for Blood Rite. So that was my best result for the year as well. So, yeah, m mostly Order, which I guess represents most of the armies I actually have that are playable, just the OBR being the one non-Order for me. But. Yeah. Well, I've um, played seven events um, with um, seven of those being Soul Black Grave Lords. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, probably it, like. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, terrible. Um, but Sorry, I think the a first. Silver, a silver wolf. You can't teach a silver wolf new tricks. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think but it was just a mix between Legion of Blood and I think the beginning of the year was Vehicos and. Uh, then I kind of melded when with the new book release. So I was playing Vicos, and then with the new book release, um, uh, quickly got the old army out and played um, played Legion of Blood because I had all the all the models painted for that to for that build, um, especially the Neferata Vampire Lord Zombie Lord build, um, and then before they nerfed it. But then yeah, like as it, as that changed. Um, it was, it's been Legion of Night since. So, yeah. So, yeah, across the three, across th the three main um, Soul Blight factions through the year. But I think Legion of Night's my favorite at the moment, just for that shenanigans with the teleporting um, vampire lord hero. Um, and into December, releases for December, Flesh Eater Court's army set came out, um, which, um, are amazing. So you've got the the new abhorrent Gore Warden, uh, that dude standing on the rock with his wings outstretched, just a fantastic pose. Hang on, awesome wait. Model. They released a new hero standing on a rock. What? Another one? They've <laughs> never done that pose before. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. It is, a, it is a cool model. <laughs> <laughs> it's one where um, the rock actually suits it because it looks like it's leaping off to attack someone like. Yeah, they haven't just put it on a rock for the sake of it. It's got the um the new Vargolf Courtier model, um, which is a great up update from the old one. Yes, yeah, I think the old one had very long, one and had, long and stringy. Yeah. Don't know if he can fly. It's creepy. Could the old one? The old rules fly with the anyway. Yeah, and uh, then yeah, the Varg. But I don't know if this one can. Does he have wings? No, it doesn't look like he does. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Morbeg Knights. So you've just got some more variety now. Um, then you've got the Crypt Guard as well. Um, so yeah, you've got 
you've got some brand new models for 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 the flesh eaters long long awaited it's been an army that's had the same sort of four kits or whatever for the for ages um so yeah yeah and then this is i mean this is just the army set right like we know yeah we know there's more to come there's more to come from from other stuff um but yeah in terms of stuff released this year um i was actually pretty good and i didn't buy any of these box sets um normally i buy one if not two of kind of most of the army sets but i was pretty good this year like i didn't buy the cities one because i knew i probably wouldn't use it and i i yeah. didn't buy the feck one um because yeah, I just yeah, I'm not I'm not just planning right. on going down that route for a while. So, um, but those yeah. more peg those more peg knights for another unit, I think you're going to see everywhere. Um, they're definitely too cheap at the moment. Um, units of six of them for 300 points, I reckon you'll see them allied in to like soul blight and stuff like that. I think they're a very good ally choice because all of what makes them good is on their war scroll. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're better in feck because you can take them in the sub-faction to give them plus one damage when they charge and get the other bonuses, like bonus attacks and stuff, but they're still good enough for their points that I, I think they would actually be really good in, in like, Soul Blight and, and stuff as well. But, um, yeah, it's a really cool box, and, yeah, the, the new Flesh Eater Quartz release is, um, is going to be really cool. Um, the Crypt Guard I'm not so sure on. Like, I'm not so sold on needing more ghouls but ghouls with weapons kind of thing um yeah, yeah. certainly ghouls not 20 i think maybe it's like a unit of 10 just for their like bodyguarding rule um but yeah and the vargolf he is cool but i've already got two and it m annoyed me because they've changed his base size <laughs> so uh. i would have to like i i probably wouldn't bother with that new model because i've already got my ones um but i'd have to rebase yeah. them onto the new base size but um yeah but yeah, no, it's a cool army set. And then just the final model they released just before Christmas that is technically an Age of Sigma model is the uh, the Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig, the Grotmus Gits, um, which is, yeah, a, a Santa-themed Loon Boss on, on Cave Squig with a mouthful of presents, which is actually a really cool model. Um, I quite yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah um, it's cool. Yeah. I quite, I quite like the idea that you could get that and paint it up as like normal presents not necessarily christmas themed and it could just be this thing that like the goblins have wrapped up like just stuff like packages for people and it's like going to <laughs> do, go and deliver these like potions or whatever they might be that they've just put in a, a package for someone thinking that they'll open it and not realize surprise it's a mushroom bomb but um <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite a funny model so speaking of models, we, they, they did a big vote for G-Dub um, of the best model of the year. Did you, out of all these releases, I suppose we should just cover releases. Um, which was your favourite out of the year? I was going to say, should we, do a, should we do a top three? Because I actually haven't read that article to know what the best model of the year was yet. So I don't know. So we could, oh, do, a yeah, live right. one. We, we could do our top three and then if that is out, we could go through it. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Um, all right. So, uh, do you want to start with your third? So my third. Oh, I'm just sort of flicking back again now. Um, I think I've probably already touched on my as I've gone through. Um, you know, probably, probably the like um, the cavalier. Actually, no, no, I won't go the cavalier. I'll go the. Um, 
the the Talia Vedra Linus of the Parch is my number three. Number three, in top, okay. In my top, in my top three, yeah. She's your third, is she? Yeah. What do you and yeah? What is it about her that? I mean, obviously, you could look at her and go, "It's a cool model," but there's been lots of cool models this year. What is it that kind of makes you go, "Yeah, she's That's, she's"? I think it's cool. a, the manticore having a sorry, not a manticore. I um, yeah, manticore. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you got it right that around. time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it's just having the fact that there's a manticore in order um, and it's it's a fantastic centerpiece model. Um, yeah, I think that's what I like about it, the manticoreness of it. And the fact yep. that it's in order. Yeah. Cool. Um, my third, I kind of want to do a joint third, but I probably do know which one I prefer slightly over the other. So I'll do an honorable mention. But my third place is probably going to go to a Warcry Warband, actually. And it is going to the, I want to get the name right. Where are you? It is. The come on, it's the Skaven Pestilence one. I think it's Scabix Claw Pack. Scabix Plague Pack. Plague Pack. Yeah. Scabix Plague Pack. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. My third because I love every model in that in that whole thing. So I feel like I can pick it. And I remember seeing this and going, "This is absolutely amazing!" Like these models are brilliant and. Yeah, like this is a okay. If they redo Skaven and they release whole units of Plague Sensor Bearers and stuff that look like this and Plague Monks and yeah, I will I will be on board. Um I just the paint job's phenomenal as well on the sensor bearers and um yeah, I absolutely love this when I saw it. Um and I still do looking at it now. I love the little I love the giant rat holding onto his like thing of warp stone and um it's brilliant. I, I love this warp. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my third. Um my good shout, honorable, good shout. my honorable mention, because it's another Underworlds Warband as well, actually, which might be a bit surprising, but it's the um the Thrice Fold Discord, the Slanesh one. Um I remember also seeing that and really, really liking it. Um I like the I like the plague pack a bit more, but um I do really like that um that warband. I think they're really cool. Um each one of them could be a very cool individual hero in slash i like the fact that there's a fatter one um and it's kind of going off the excess of like gluttony and food um yeah i just think they're they're all very cool models yeah yeah well if you've done an honorable, honorable mention i'm going to change mine up <laughs> so because i was going to go free my free guild cavalier marshall as my second um, as my second, but I've, it's actually just looking through, I've actually found another one that I think trumps, trumps it. So I'm actually going to shift my free guild Cavalier Marshall into my third place. Okay. And honorable and honorable mention, um, Talia Vedra, Linus the Parch. So okay. line, yeah. So the Cavalier, the free guild Cavalier Marshall, because of that whole, um, you know, death bringer, um, Frank Vizetta vibes. Um, the counterpart to the Harbinger of Decay. Um, yeah, so that'll be my third honourable mention to um, to Talia. And now to my second place um, is the Raptodon Charges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which can also, you know, which can be built as the um, Hunters as well. So I just love just the the take they've got on these um, 
the raptodons, like with the kind of the feathered frilled heads, just like Jurassic Park vibes for me. Um, growing up with that as well. And it's just, I think they I've seen them in person. I've seen the different paint jobs that are out there on them. And I just think they're some of the coolest models in the game. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my number two. Nice. They're very uh, dynamic. They just, yeah, I think yeah, they like are. they're, they'd almost like, I'm like, I'm keep eyeing off Seraphon. I'm like, one day I'm going to paint these, those models. Do it. Um, yeah. But just not, not this day. No. <laughs> <laughs> um nice all right my number second. two my number two is belthanos ah cool yes um yeah he's i can see why not only does he like I say from a game perspective like bring stuff together but from a model he is the perfect kind of blend as i mentioned before of kind of the kernoth side and the bug side um i think giving him that different bug um the long slender bug um i really love the shape of it with its wings slightly open um but having that kind of armored sort of rhino like rhinoceros beetle style head um his glaive is awesome um yeah i i just i really love that model and that's why i picked it up like i said there's been a lot of individual models and stuff this year that have been released and I actually haven't bought that much this year. Like I'm very surprised going through this list at how little of it I've actually bought. And he's one I picked up. Um, yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Yeah. He's one I picked up. Admittedly, I picked him up because I was planning on potentially using him in a list for a tournament. So I was like, okay, I need to pick him up sooner rather than later. Um, I don't think I'm going to now, but I also knew no matter what I'd want him for my silver net. So um, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great model. So yeah, he yeah. gets my number two. Cool. Well, um, my number one, this may not be a surprise, but it is the Nurgle Harbinger of Decay. So, again, this was, I think, my top pick, uh, my favourite model release of the year. Um, you know, I'm not known for my love for Nurgle, but um, this model is just uh, takes the cake for me. Just the detail on it, the pose, it's just so imposing. His big scythe. Um, again, this light keeps harkening back to the Deathbringer um artwork for my frank frank Fazetta. so it's just it's just got a great flow to the model um it's really well composed and i think uh that will be my top pick for 2023 favorite model release of the year nice yeah i know it's a i know it's a popular one um, yeah it doesn't quite make the list for me personally um but i yeah. know it is a popular one um so yeah i can definitely see it it is um yeah, it's one of those models where I think the paint job they've done on it is phenomenal as well, um, which which really helps. Um, but yeah, it's just got so many little things that you can look at, like the crow and the the shrunken heads, well, the gross rotting heads on the side, and then the texture of the boils and stuff in the horse itself. And yeah, it is a it is a very cool model. And so yeah, that's um, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number one, I'm genuinely surprised um, that you pushed this out because for me it is Talia Vedra on the oh, for your number one. Oh, cool on the Manticore. Yes, um, <laughs> awesome. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that model and just went, "Wow!" Because they, knowing the old Chaos Manticore, they did the Manticore a disservice. I still like that model because I really like Manticores, but 
they did that a disservice by how small it is and the fact its wings are down by its side and you barely even notice the scorpion tail and the lion head this model for me is just amazing like massive lion head at the front awesome yeah clearly see the lion amazingly posed wings to give it that size and scale and be like this could like this could easily soar through the sky on these great big sort of eagle griffon wings and then the stinger as well is actually huge when you look at it like it's big it's imposing like you can definitely see that there's like a lethal scorpion tail there um the only thing for me in all honesty is i kind of don't even i don't really look at talia herself especially not the big like throne on the back um yeah she's really cool up close they're like i like her eye patch kind of she seems really badass um but honestly just the manticore for me is just incredible it's, yeah it's definitely I, have, well I, have to pick, I have to pick it up like i have to get yeah. that model done it's honestly one that i'm probably gonna get commissioned um yeah in my yeah. in my city scheme um yeah i think i'm probably he doesn't know this yet but i'm probably gonna hit up my boy sean who painted the rest of my cities um my city's lumineth for me and i'm probably gonna get him to commission it in in my scheme um to a higher level um yeah because yeah i i need this model but it needs to be painted well and i don't have the ability to do it so yeah um but yeah she is my number one so. awesome yeah ah that's a definitely a worthy worthy contender and and um well so just bring up the article you, for the i guess uh, just before did you did you have any duds for the year was there anything where you just went what is this like <sighs> um yep yeah. okay let's have a look duds i'll just do a quick scan um sort of underwhelming like where i actively was underwhelmed like i suppose that would probably you, be the just best. Think, if it, like you just think what is this model like this is just <laughs> like is there a model where you're looking at like i don't want to buy that model like it's crap like i don't want it um not one way you're just like oh yeah it's fine it's just much of the same like if there's something you're just like why like why did you do that like yeah yeah okay so just having a squeeze i'm trying to find it because i'm pretty sure it's probably <laughs> wait it's it's between the l films pandemonium like not all the models but like a few of the models in that in that war band so weird. the yeah like the um the pink horror like the two smaller pink horrors yeah I'm just like yeah, that's yeah. just crap i don't know it's not my it's just doesn't do it for me so it's between that or um <laughs> keep going keep going sorry everyone i'm just scanning through the releases It's all right. Well, I can jump on in while you while you're looking. Mine, yeah, yeah. the uh, the Grimhold Exile is definitely a weird one. I don't actually hate some things of the model. I like that they actually had him like jumping off a rock for once because it does make him slightly different to the other Fire Slayers characters. And I kind of like that they gave him hammers. I like the back hammer that he's swinging, but then he's the other arm is just holding a hammer forwards, and like. <laughs> 
the pose i'm like what are you going to do with that hammer just jab it forwards and like bash someone with the flat of it on their nose like it's the way he's swinging it is or holding it is just like he's not holding the handle he's like literally like he's got his fist around the back of the block of the hammer it just it's so dumb <laughs> it's so dumb. and his eyes his eyes are tiny like <laughs> i just i don't know yeah, uh, funny. I think if yeah. they gave him normal sized eyes and they <clears throat> actually did something with his left arm, prop like his actual left, like right as you look at the picture, it's oh, what is he doing? Like he's just holding the hammer. Like I don't get it. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like um... he should have had both hammers behind his head. Like literally, if the <laughs> other arm was just a copy of the other arm. Like he's swinging both, like that would even that would be so much better. I just do not understand what was going through the sculptor's head when they went, Oh, I'm gonna just have him holding the other hammer, but not by the handle, by the back of it, it just forwards. <laughs> like, just, I don't get it, I just do not get it. But he doesn't know what he's doing, he's a rookie. No wonder he's in exile. I was just because that's probably why he got exiled, he didn't know how to hold a fucking hammer. <laughs> Look. Um... I'm going to have to say, yeah, the fucking the elf, the elf limbs, like the, the name is stupid. The pandemonium, pandemonium. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. too weird. Yeah. Just, it's just too out. It's too weird. Like I actually quite like the sorcerer, but like the, the creatures in that are just, mm. I don't know. They don't appeal to me. Like the, yeah, the, the zinch, very zinchy, but like, they're just tiny as well. Like two of them are just so small. It's like, what's the fucking mm. point? Um, but then, like the an honourable mention of a dud, um, <laughs> which almost kind of trumps that warband. I'm just kind of picking on that warband, but for me, Trug the Trogoth King is a fucking dud. <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> isn't that terrible? Am I am I a bad person? No, um, you're totally. Are we the baddies? Up. Are we the baddies? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, he's an honourable mention dud for me personally. Just doesn't do it for me. Um, but yeah, that's if I had to pick some duds, they were probably my, my two my top duds. Yeah, my other <laughs> um, one is the is the Warhawk, an ogre bre- like ogre breacher Warhawk <laughs> or whatever it is for seas. I still just can't. I just the ogre. Yeah, I just I literally look at it now and I just like this model's <laughs> fucking dumb. It's just. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I just can't. The proportions are off. I still just think the post is it's coming out of the ogre's head, and it, yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole thing's just, yeah. it's just weird because they didn't do like an ogre unit. Like, where's the Warhulk unit? And like, yeah, the, even then though, there shouldn't be a guy in a fucking crow's nest on the guy's back. Like, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. just instant, instant death for that guy. He's not. He's going to be seasick. It's gonna get travel sick up on there. Um, another like he, honorable mention. Supposed to, he's clearly supposed to go with the fusiliers, but I feel like he should have just had a fucking fold-out step ladder from Bunnings, so he can be in his fortified position. He runs to the top of it. He can shoot them. He can set it back down. He can move his three inches, and then he can put his ladder back up and then shoot someone if he wants. Not fucking sitting in a crow's nest on the back of this ogre. Yeah, just dumb. <laughs> Oh god. Anyway, what we, was your... we have one one more, one more. <laughs> I suppose we should do three. Um you know what? I don't like the Marrow Scroll Herald from the Flesh Eater Courts. 
I don't like it. Yeah, okay. I don't like the, the pose. I don't like his scythe on the back. I don't know. It's just uh, not my thing. I can see that. I think I remember seeing that and thinking just a bit the derpy or something. Big. I don't know. The scythe is yeah. too big for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. And um, you got the and then and then last but not least, the um the babo- like the zombie baboons from the flesh flesh eater court, some uh warband. Oh, you don't like them? Beast phase, nah, not really. Okay. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like them. Especially as they've released baboons for cruel boys, because you can kind of see what went zombie like what has gone ghoulified. Almost. They're very like striker pose, like their their hair's like all flying back, and they're I don't know. I just yeah. there's something about them. Like, why do the why does flesh eaters, as a general thing, have to have all these bones sticking through their legs and in their flesh? What's that mean? I'm probably I'm probably missing the law, but it's just like it just seems so like let's just chuck some bones on there just because they're ghouls, you know? It's kind of yeah, like yeah. meh, no. Sorry, should have done let's negatives read, first. Let's, read this <laughs> let's go to the... yeah. Tell me, well, no, we're going to end it positive. What were yeah. the official the official? Okay, models? so the votes are in um, the miniature of the year. Um, so it looks like they've got... I'm going to Google it too. Yeah, I'm just, they've got a few. I just want to see if the, the models that they've put here are just thrown in at the last minute or whether they're like honourable mentions, but... So looks like they've got Ionis Cripborn as is uh, mentioned in this article. Um, there's 40k Death Leaper, which is looks like a Tyranid. Um, got Vashtor, the, the Archiphane, um, another 40k model, which is pretty sick, to be honest. Um, Commander Dante, Space Marine, Talia Vedra in this sort of top list here. Um, so we yep, we both had those. I'd honorable mention you had as your number one. Um, the Harbinger of Decay, my number one, is kind of in this list, short list here. Look at that. Um, there is another Tyranid. Um, a Tau model came third, Commander Farsight. Um, oh, yeah. Second was Angron. So the Angron, the Red Angel. So a big sort of demon prince, um, 40k yep. dude. Um, yep. And then the miniature of the year was um, Lion L. Johnson. Ah, oh, Charles Dance. Tywin Lannister himself. Yeah, the Lannister guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was voted as number one. Um, so there you go. There's the top. So we did have a couple. So of the them. whole top three is 40k. Bleah. They need to do that. They need to separate them. I'm sorry. So basically, yeah. what's the Age of Sigmar? So essentially, Age of Sigmar, third was Ionis, second was Talia, and first was the Harbinger of Decay. Nice. So we pretty much had we had one and two. So Yeah. Nice. Like it. All right. Well, that's 2023. Cool. That was 2023. And um, we're now in 2024. And looking ahead, next event, um, I think... I won't be doing anything in the near future, um, but I know you'll be going to CanCon. Um, yeah. So you're getting excited? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, doing the road trip 
um this year so gonna drive oh you're driving down okay yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do, gonna do a road trip this year and um be a lot of driving but i think it'll be fun um i'm going down i'm heading down with geordie so um it'd be good to oh, do cool. it with a friend so i'm sure yeah. we'll be chat- chatting lists and matchups for 12 hours in the car kind of thing so um yeah, yeah. No, that'll be that'll be good fun but um yeah, I uh, I'm waiting obviously for them to kind of update the pack and stuff for list submission um, before I kind of lock in a list. But I think I know what I'm going to take. I'm going to take, going to keep it a bit tight lipped for now. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd I'm, I'd like to try and do well. Um, they're obviously doing the top eight for the, the, the like the third day. Um, so it would be pretty awesome to try and make top eight. Um, I don't think I will yeah. because I, I haven't really done very well for a long time. Um, but there's also talk of the battle scroll coming out right around list submission date. So honestly, I don't know. Like it, it could be a pretty drastic battle scroll. They could decide to allow it. So then, what lists become available? I don't know. So um, yeah, I've got a, I've got mm. a plan for now um but we'll see what happens but yeah no i'm i'm looking forward to it i can't believe it's only in sort of three weeks time um yeah it's coming out quick but yeah no it should be fun um it'll be a good trip cancon's always kind of the big one where most of the community go and you get to catch up with lots of people and obviously a long weekend so we'll be there sort of well driving down on the thursday to be there for friday saturday sunday and then head back on the monday so yeah. yeah it'll it'll be um yeah um a good fun good fun trip i think so yeah have I'm, you got uh, um have you got a ticket for the doubles as, i do um in case yep yeah so um cool. yeah both myself and liam have got tickets for the doubles but i think we're both gonna if we get top eight go for we'll the go for the, the eight, eight yeah um but if yeah. we don't we'll do the doubles um so yeah um should be good um but yeah i guess that probably be the next episode will be sort of a bit of a cancon wrap up you can you can hear me talk about my experiences and depending oh, on what yeah. time we're recording i might be you might be introducing me to somebody so. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah might have to like take lots of pauses in between nappy changes and um yeah I have to edit out, edit out the baby cries. <laughs> nah, you'd be right. So, yeah. If, if, she, yeah. if she's if she's sleeping, you'd get a whole session in at that time. Like there's yeah. a lot of just sleeping, and then they wake up, feed, then change, then they sleep again. So, I think you'll have more <laughs> in the early days. I think you'll have more time to yourself than you think you'll have. But you'll be knackered because you're going to be waking up like every four hours or whatever through the night to do yeah. feeds and stuff. But yeah, and I'll be supporting. I'll like. I'll be doing all the housework and all the cooking, basically. So, yeah. but yeah, and, no, it's and, um, and the feeds. You don't have to just leave it to leave it to Sam. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that you can you can do everything and be involved in in everything. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a wrap for this one and uh, a wrap for twenty twenty three. So. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, and yeah, hopefully it won't be too long, another month or so before we're sort of back in your ears. But yeah, um, again, wishing you, hoping you all had a good Christmas and um, yeah, wishing everyone a Happy New Year. You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.